And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex. My name's Paul. And if you guys are like me and you'd rather drink your beer than throw it, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. What's going on, man? How you doing today, brother? I'm great. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to talk ball. I'm ready. I'm glad the weekend's over, and we'll get into why. Obviously, with the, I mean, it's no secret the Yankee series. Fuck the and, Yankees. Yeah, true. Uh, in in the entire state and city, you know, New York City. Uh, but you the entire love state, New York City. I do. I love the city. Uh, I, I do love it, but. This weekend got me just wanting to like never visit again. I'm just so it genuinely ruined my. You, uh, you know what's you know what's even funnier? What right? You see, is like I want to start off by saying, well, I mean, well, obviously we're going to talk about. It. We're going to have to talk about it. We need to talk about New York City. <laughs> no, no, like everything that happened. Where we like, I feel like we owe people talking about it, but. It makes me want to go to Yankee Stadium as a visitor even more. Yeah, see. Because I thrive off a of confrontation and that shit. Like, I'd probably get arrested, but I would love it. Because if, I'm going to be real with you. If someone started throwing beer cans at players and I was standing there, I'm beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah, that's like unacceptable either way. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Especially if you're throwing up, we're going to talk about, I guess we have other hot topics, but now that we're getting into it, like, I feel like now's the time to talk about it, unless we want to save our emotions for that game. No, we can hit it right here, right right. now. There's a couple things, there's a lot that bothers me about this, right? I'm going to break it down. First off, there's the fuckhead that's yelling to Stephen Kwan. Which the video literally just came out, like, yeah. 20 minutes Say, ago. Saying Stephen, like telling him to stay down and calling him a bitch, right? Yeah. That, fuck you. Some dude just ran face first into a, a, a fucking metal fence wall. Playing professional and himself baseball. Up, like, <laughs> kill yourself. Yeah. There's the guy standing behind his friend throwing up a pussy side. Yep. You're, you're standing behind your friend. If you're going to do this, right? Go up to the front. Don't be yeah, a bitch. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah. Right. Don't don't hide behind your friend. Especially you see him move more behind his friend when Miles Straw climbs up on the fence. He's like, oh shit, and moves further behind his friend and moves his arms around his friend and starts throwing up a pussy side. You're yep. a bitch. And right? someone said, someone said two things about that. One, someone said, if you watch that, you could see the greatest flinch in history from his friend when Miles Straw, the dude, literally is like, ah, and he and he <laughs> flinches before he does the sign again. And two, someone's also like, this Yankees fan throwing up what he thinks pussy looks like since he's never actually seen any. <laughs> and I was like, got him. <laughs> All right, and then Miles Straw climbs the fence, and now we know he looked at the guy, got in his face, and said, "Hit me, motherfucker! Hit me, motherfucker!" Which is dope. I love yes. it. And the guy's like, you're mad. You're mad. 
fuck you. All right. That's yeah. the most New York thing to just sit there and chirp, just yell over and over again. Yeah. Eat a bag of dicks. Yep. Then everyone goes about their way. Right. And then Gleyber Torres walks it off. And then fans in right field. Yep. This all happened in left field where Stephen Kwan was playing, obviously. Fans in right field start throwing full beer cans at Oscar Mercado. Yep. Full beer cans. He caught one of them. He caught <laughs> one. Uh, someone it, it threw a awful. bottle of water and it hit one of the umps. At, at, at this point, that's assault. Congratulations. You're going to go to jail. Yep, 100% That's assault. It is assault. It is assault. You're, you're 100% going to jail. Congratulations. I, a, you look like an idiot. B, you're a giant pussy because you're you're throwing stuff at people that have no way to get to you. C, yep. you're going to jail and you didn't even do anything. Like you didn't uh, you didn't affect anyone. You you threw a beer can. Yep. You're you're a fucking idiot. And then you have Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton come out and be like, "Yo, what the fuck are you guys doing?" You look yep. like everyone, like every Yankees fan that was doing shit like this, you just look like an idiot. You look dumb. Yep. Like it, you don't look hard. You don't look funny. It's not cool. You look like a fucking idiot. Yep. You're an idiot and trashy. I mean, it's just yeah. such a bad look. And- Which Cleveland sports has had its history of doing shitty things. Right. Mostly with the Browns, but. Cleveland sports said, like, uh, yes, fan bases do this. But when when stuff like that happens, people call Cleveland fans shitty. It, it's just how it is. It's still not acceptable. Don't throw shit. Well, this is also happens a lot more frequently at Yankees Stadium than yeah. it ever does um, at Progressive Field or something. One, we don't boo our own players. I've literally never heard us boo one of our own players in any of the God knows how many games I've been to. I've If somebody did that, like say we were at Progressive Field and someone did that, I promise you I would turn to them even if it like was a, a Guardians fan and I would tell them to knock it off and like make sure that somebody like got him out of the game. Like I, I promise I would. I'd be like, what the holy hell are you doing? You're an idiot. Like what... You know, everybody else just eggs them on. Last year, they threw something at uh, at Alex Verdugo in left field. One of the Yankees yeah. fans threw a ball and hit Alex Verdugo with it. I mean, it's all just trash. Um, obviously, if we're taking the emotional side out of it, not every Yankees fan is trash. But I tweeted out the other day, and I stand by it, still waiting to fucking find one. Other than John, our buddy. John. Who, other than John. But. Um, Wait. Hey, John, I know you're going to listen to this. Still haven't heard from you, dude. And Yeah. Still I need waiting. you to chime in because you've been real quiet, brother. Yeah. And then all the Yankees fans, like in our mentions when we didn't even do anything, saying shit and just like being trash, trying to like troll us over it. And then we were dragging Guardians Twitter was dragging somebody saying like, how's that? How's left field taste Quan or something? And it's like, all right. So then Lamoli just like doxed him and found his Facebook and then like posted all these photos. <laughs> it's. <laughs> we're roasting them there was like and a 16 what... year old that called us pussies for and keyboard warriors yeah yeah all right that stuff i don't care about that's funny to me but yeah it's just like the yankees fans they're they 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 get to you because it's just like leave us nobody's asking for this leave us alone nobody's talking to you you're the one that did this stuff <laughs> and you're like trying to harass us and what whatever it's people that want attention 
uh, trashy people, trashy fans. If you do that, you need to take a long look inward because you're you're trash and um, obviously you weren't raised correctly. And it, I, I don't know what to say. But yeah, the biggest thing is that Miles Straw broke the dog in him scale. So like, I'm still trying to figure out what that next. Yeah. So uh, we talked about a couple episodes. We talked about it. And I said that the first Guardians jersey I'm going to get is going to be an Austin Hedges jersey. That's changed. Yep. It's 100% a Miles Straw jersey now. Yep. Um, Austin Hedges, if you hear this, I still love you. And you're still my favorite. Papa give you kisses. Um, But yeah, Miles Straw. Just hit me, motherfucker! Hit me, motherfucker! And he would have. We both talked about this before we, you know, started hitting record. That like he's not a big dude or anything, but like you could just tell Miles Straw will throw hands. He he knows how to throw hands. Yeah. And he would have beaten the shit out of that guy. Yeah, it, you can. He looks like he can fight, and I love that. I he looks I like someone so I'd hang out with. He just, I love him. I've already loved him so much because he's just a dog in in center field. He's just and so the, elite. Like he hearing the hard. interviews after the fact from oh, yeah. like what he did, where he's like, "That's my brother. That's my team." Like, I'm not gonna let someone sit there and do that. Like, I'm like, and then he's like, yeah. after reflecting on it and thinking about it, and he's, I like, do it again. I do it again. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's like, I let my emotions get the best of me. Yes, but I do it again. Yeah. I'm like, yes, that's some king shit. Go <laughs> off. We stand him. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, how? I mean, everybody already loved Miles Straw, but I mean, how can you not like a guy that's literally gonna scale the wall uh, for his teammate? You know, to to literally be ready to fight somebody and to knock. First off, out. badass picture. A hundred percent new header. For yeah. some reason, simplest tweet I've ever sent out in my life. Got like four. 450 likes or something <laughs> just saying we changed i don't know people literally the most low quality tweet yeah. ever and it's just i'm like okay twenty six thousand profile visits later i'm like people really wanted to see our banner but we'll never change it because i still like the one and i it got lost in the shuffle but i showed the picture of him from the side where he's clinging on and i was like those those brooklyn people are probably like oh no it's the bat it's the bat <laughs> it's the bat <laughs> Uh, but yeah no i mean it absolute trash um i think it's garbage that the yankees organization didn't come out and apologize or say anything obviously they didn't do it but i think it'd be easy to send a tweet from the you know yankees official thing and say you know the yankees organization um you know condemns the behavior and uh you know it's it's completely unacceptable uh anybody that that does anything like this will all, be, you know, prosecuted. All and, those people there need to be banned from all 30 baseball stadiums. Yep. But the Yankees still haven't said anything. The organization takes four seconds to tweet something out. And uh, we do it all the would, time. We literally do it all the time. Yeah. Would that fix anything? No. But does it, is it just like the right thing to do? Yeah. So fuck New York, whatever. Yeah. Um, fuck their whole team. $250 million payroll to become, to come probably third in the division. Maybe maybe second you know, like good good luck i'm just being salty but also literally five times our payroll and yeah we it, it just keep, makes me mad so whatever most insecure fan base and they're just mad because the lakers aren't in the playoffs and the cowboys aren't playing right now but, so they're all the same fans they and are it all connects to look like this <laughs> throwing up a nice little symbol there you can use your imagination all right so we got two hot topics i'm gonna hit the it's not even a hot topic it's just something i wanted to point out real fast and then you have one that i don't know that you wanted to bring up to me so 
Uh, the first one is that the Kansas City Royal. I think this came out today. The Kansas City Royals. Uh, yeah, today or yesterday. Yeah, I think it was today. The Kansas City Royals um, released their Nike City Connect uniform. So we've already talked about the Nationals. And then we talked, which you liked, and then I came around on. I liked, we flipped on the Houston Astros ones, which I didn't love, but I said, I get it. I just didn't like the hats, but I still thought they were pretty cool and they served the purpose. You really didn't like them. Yeah, I and think then now. Hideous. Now we get the Kansas City Royals uh, City Connect ones. And Talking Baseball tweeted this out, and I'm sure it's been making the rounds, but just to make sure we source it there so that everybody can see what we're talking about. Uh, initial reactions, and I haven't looked at it that much, so this is a little raw for me. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I love these ones. I fucking love these. Uh, the, 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 they're like a... They're like a navy blue top, white pants, powder blue belt, powder blue undershirt. Uh, the the KC is like a – when I think of Kansas City, that's like the font I think of. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, and then they yeah, have – Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like – what is it? Like the Portland Trailblazers kind of logo with like the yeah. multiple lines that are to create. For some reason, that reminds me – that I, that just makes me think Kansas City. Or like okay. – you know what I mean? Uh, they have like an R on their shoulder for the Royal. Like they're simple, they're clean, but they they have enough pop to them to be special. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, for me, I have no problem. I'm just super indifferent. If you told me these were a new like road alternative or alternates, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I, they're not. They're not doing enough for me. They're real tame. They look like if you if I covered up the logo and I was like, these are the new Mariners uniforms. You'd be like, yeah. Yeah, those are pretty. No, sick. I, they I, literally, I like yeah. If if we're going for like all the other ones have been, I mean, if you think about it, like the they've been a little more wild. Yeah, I mean, Boston's were were kind of plain. They just add they they were yellow instead of red and blue. So like that that was different. Um, it's not even about the colors. It's just very tame. Like you could. I think the City Connect ones are meant to be very special in that, like, but you would buy these and wear them for, like, one weekend or something, and that's when you wear them. And to me, you could wear these 162 games, and, and it wouldn't look out of place. Yeah. And it, they don't have to be crazy, but I really just don't think they're very unique. See, they're I, clean, I like but they're them. really safe. Well, I'd say 1 to 10. Yeah, but the, I would say Kansas City's, like, a safe city. Like, I feel like... They play it easy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say one to ten. I would give the Nationals one a. Originally, I was at like a five on it, with ten being the best, and then I I got up to about a seven. Seven. I think I'm at like a nine for the Nationals, and then for the Astros one, I give it like a seven. I I thought they I, were solid. I'm I'm at like a three. Okay, you know what? Six and a half for the Astros. For this one, I'm at like a four and a half, but I could okay. also give it a five. I, I would I'm say just I, like this whatever. one, I'm at like a. Six six and a half okay i'm just like I, i'm whatever. not i don't i won't say like these i i like these more than i like houston's i don't like them as much as i like washington's these ones are they're they're like they're very plain but they're clean i, I like that they, they don't have too much going on they have enough pop to it with the light blue belt and the light blue piping and stuff that that it adds enough to it mm-hmm. that i really like it I, again, it's fine. It's just very like it's fine. I mean, it yeah. doesn't really look like a city connect jersey. So yeah. 
it, it is what it is. But yeah, make sure everybody go check that out. Maybe we'll retweet it or I'll quote tweet it later or something. And that way yeah. we can draw more attention to it. And, and then, then you had something here that I guess yeah, I kind of know what you want to talk about. Yeah, we, we talked about it beforehand. So I don't know why you told people you didn't know. But sorry for lying. I was going <laughs> for showmanship. Uh, but so for people that didn't see it yesterday, the Brewers and Phillies game ended on a called strike three on Kyle Schwarber where he lost his absolute marbles. Yeah. And for some reason, (laughs) Angel Hernandez decided to throw him out of the game after the 27th out because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, And Kyle Schwarber lost his shit because the strike that was called on him was about, I don't know, five inches inside. Yep. Which so the, like, the I'm about cards... to start a petition, and I'll let you guys know when it's out. I'll tweet it out to get Angel Hernandez fired because this is getting ridiculous. People with a lot more money and power have tried to do this, yes. unfortunately. Yes. So it wasn't as far but, out as I thought it was in person. I thought it was a little farther out of the zone, but the umpire scorecard, who do amazing work, and they've really caught on, I feel like, this year at ump scorecards you'll see them all over and they use objective data to kind of heat map their zone and they use they use you know an algorithm or analytics to figure out kind of what what estimated runs positive or negative for a team do Mm -hmm. these calls kind of influence and then it you know it it goes against the average called ball accuracy average called strike accuracy across all and then it compares their individual it's really really i I found these last season before it was as popular not that i was like an early adopter but they've really caught on and they should because it's awesome and people use them all the time and i mean it's awful overall accuracy 88 percent against an average of 94 overall consistency 88 percent against an average of 94 called ball accuracy 94 percent so not too bad against an average of 97 this is the one called strike accuracy 77 percent against an average of 88 i honestly think that's one of the lowest if not the lowest i've ever seen yeah that like i fucking I, sick i pay attention to these quite a bit um you know not all, all the teams but you know you kind of scroll every day they come out and you're like oh you know anybody really suck and then you see the ones where guys are like 99 percent and everything and you're like uh why don't they call every game ever yeah. like why can't we these are the guys that need to call every playoff game um and yes 77 here's, here's what this is fucking absurd and this should not be allowed what 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 is going to frustrate me is people are going to use this and they're going to be like see this is why we need automatic robotic strike zones this right here this is one umpire who is notoriously bad who is known for being bad yeah you which hey I mean? I mean at me next time cuz you know I'm for the robo umps yeah. but I want to clarify my position you and Quincy did that uh episode on the Guardians fan cast our buddy we yeah you know, challenge not to mention Quincy in an episode. I think I fail it every time, but this is going somewhere. I've always been pro pro robo ump. And I was before this because you can go look at the other ones and the average one is still like it, it changes games and you can say it's part of the game, whatever. But you guys came up with a really good, I couldn't remember if it was you or Quincy came up with the perfect middle ground that I'm like, ah, I think that's how we introduce robo umps without being too like, just let a computer call the game. You know, it is, what if we introduce like a, a challenge system? Yeah, and we keep the it. Yeah, but you guys brought it up. You get three a game. So like 
You get three a game. I it's think already tracked. What? I think three is a bit much. There's a lot of two. pitches, man. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's a three per team. But it'd be quick. It would just literally be like a, hey, you want to challenge that? So in this case, he gets called out. And it was the 26th out, it looks like, because there was one out when uh, Schwarber got uh, called strike three. But so, tw- and it was he got tossed for one. He got tossed for one out. But I mean, he needed to be tossed, but it was worth it. <laughs> he he got his fucking. If you guys haven't seen it, go look at go look at Kyle Schwarber's meltdown. Perfect meltdown. Because he got he he got his money's worth. Was it Cespedes family barbecue? It was like this is yeah, the perfect one. I you didn't stay so. too long. You got it exactly across. You, I mean, you you called it out and then you left. You like you didn't stay too long. You didn't get corny. It was just like yeah. fuck you, fuck this. There, this is why you're he was wrong. Very exaggerated with his hands. He's like fuck you. No, no. Yeah, yeah he was here. like to the left, fuck to you. the right. Yeah, he was like to the left, to the right, and then he pointed to the other dugout. Then he pointed to his dugout, and he just lost it. And then he just stormed. Off. He he yeeted his bat in his helmet. Like you got to go home, draw a bath, and think about your entire life, yeah. Angel Hernandez. After that, you got to be like, "Damn, I really messed up." Honestly. It's like when people they when people like insult you, but they hit one of your insecurities, and you're like, "Ooh, ugh, yeah. shit." <laughs> Everything else is like, "Yeah, whatever." I mean, your mom is fat, and then but they hit that one thing, and you're just like, Ooh. "Maybe like, my toaster is a bath bomb." Yeah, he starts. You start scratching your neck, like, "Man, I'm kind of getting cooked right now." <laughs> so. Uh, but anyway, I I like when I heard you guys say that, I literally was like, that's the perfect middle ground. You would just signal that. I mean, the system would already have been tracking it. It should take two seconds and it would yeah. be like challenge. And then it would say ball or strike. And if it overturns it, then the counts change. Now, and then I, I would say that if that's how you're going to do it, I'm fine with that. That I'm fine. At, at any point, if they're to go to just strictly a robotic umpire, that's it. Uh, that's when I'm like, no, that that's not the move. Yeah. So, but no, he got, go check it out. I plan on clipping it. I'm sure someone's already clipped it to the part where the, cause the broadcast, he throws his bat, tosses his helmet. So you're like, oh boy, here we go. And then he goes to the plate and the camera work cuts off of him and then it cuts back. And it's this perfect, it's going to be a gif for the end of time or gif, whatever. But I say gif where he's like, if you say gif, fuck you. Yeah. Which it technically is, but also don't be a needle. Guess what? It's gif. Don't but when he, he when he's on the plate and he goes here, here, and then he crosses his arms <laughs> yeah. like safe, but like you know, <laughs> like he's just like Rah! that is going to be the best thing. Like me, if people are like me trying to calmly explain why this is this, it's like no, nah, no, nah! us trying to explain why Ahmed Rosario shouldn't be the shortstop oh because God. of Jimenez, and you also got Arias. <laughs> Look, I'm already heated because of our hot topics. Don't bring up Ahmed. Yeah. Don't 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 bring up Ahmed right now. It's but a bad time, Bob. It it was it was comical, but it was. I loved anyway, it. Kyle, I, as, as anyone that's listened to us for more than a month uh knows that I love me some Kyle Schwarber. Big Kyle Schwarber fan. I wanted us to push for him in the off season. Um but goddamn it, was that funny? It was. I mean, it was perfect. It's go check it out if you haven't seen it yet. All right, so we're we're twenty minutes into this thing. Um, Let's get into the meat and taters. Yeah, which we talked about. We talked about the Yankees thing, and that yeah. I let you take it because you had you were a lot more concise than I. You you nailed it on the head. You killed it. So I'm glad you took over. Yeah, I've been. It, it's it been ruined, ruined my weekend. In my belly. 
Yeah, it ruined my weekend. Like I, I, I looked at Taylor and my wife, and after the game, she had, she was taking a nap while ever it was sleeping, and I explained you know, to her what happened. Have to see it, that makes me happy. I know. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have punched the TV. I would have driven to the Bronx and just ran somebody's fade. Deadass finna run this red light beam yeah. right through the I'm Bronx. I'm putting on my black Tims and I'm coming for you. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm finna run this red light <laughs> on site. Black and Miles, Yankee, everything. This city's changed. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, that uh, I told her about it. And then I was like, honestly, I just need a minute. I said, I'm going to go take a shower. I, and then I, like later on, I was just like sulking. I was like, I know I'm kind of in a bad mood. And I said, it's not because we lost. It like really ruined my weekend. I was like, it, it's just like personal. It's, it's like one of those things. There are that, guys. Like, it just you know? ruins it. It's one of those things where it hits me and I'm like, wow. We live in a society where people think that's okay. And it slowly, yeah. like a little bit, like just ruins my faith in humanity. And it's just like, those are our guys, yeah. and and that's corny, but I mean, we love these guys. We talk about them. We know their stats. We can rattle them off. We have a podcast, for God's sake, right? But I mean, we're so invested as fans in, in trying to remember that these guys are people, which everybody does a poor job of at times, that they're human beings. They're not robots. But it's just like, those are your people. If you knew something like a family member, that something like this happened, like it would just make you so, I just like stewed. It made yeah. me so mad. Oh, I mean, it really ruined. I was like, I don't even give a shit that we lost. I do, but I'm just so pissed about this that I was like, going to lose my mind walking around the house. It's just like, how dare, first of all, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> a I was, I, the, the people that work for me, um, flex. <laughs> yeah. I, no big deal. Sorry um, about that. none of them, really watch baseball so they didn't really understand it because i went i that all that shit happened and then i immediately had to go to work so i walked in i was like don't nobody talked to me for like 45 minutes and they're like fucking why i tried to explain what happened and they're like yeah that's shitty but like why are you so upset and they don't get like the level of fandom that we have for this team it's it goes past like a like I don't want to say obsession, but it goes past like a normal fandom because we are so invest we invest personal time, you with your family, me with going out and doing hood rat shit with my hood rat friends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to to sit here and do this podcast because we we care that much about this baseball team, so it, it means a little bit more, and it 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 just like you it ruined my day and I. If I see a Yankees fan, it's fucking on site. Where where Yankees fitted this weekend when I go out? On God. I swear to God, I'm going to go right into your face. I'm going to tell you to take it off, and I'm going to piss in it. Wow, that was aggressive. Say I won't. Can you give me some breaking news? Breaking news! That didn't sound as terrible as I thought it might. <laughs> so uh, Mandy Bell tweeted out 15 minutes ago, so it's 521 Eastern while we say this, that Guardians have called up Luke Maley and Richie Palacios, who's starting in left field tonight. Brian Lavastida and, and Kirk McCarty uh, were sent back to AAA. Palacios will be the seventh big league debut for Cleveland so far this year. So 
we were talking before we started recording. I was like, I wanted to have a better idea of the roster moves because of the COVID IL and the 40 man and the, the 28 Which, man and all this crap. And I was like, I just didn't have time today. And I said that I, there's so much cluster going on and nothing had come out yet. And I kept checking right before we recorded. And then I just pulled up Twitter. Um, and, and yeah, so congrats to Richie Palacios, you know, the yeah. kid. Um, it doesn't seem like Quan's on the IL. We'll talk about that. Uh, cause you know, he, Got pulled yesterday, and and we'll talk about it. But it seemed like he was still day to day. I think Tito Luke Maley was just doing rehab starts down there, right? He was planning on coming up. Like yeah, this was, was so, all long. He was this supposed like, to be our backup catcher, not not Lavastida. So yeah, he he was. So this is this is planned because he's done with his rehabs. Yeah. But Richie Palacios coming up. Um, I think the only reason that fits is because again the COVID IL stuff. If you have my understanding is if you have more than three people on the COVID IL at once, you can then bring people up who aren't on the 40-man. Usually you'd have to add people. But right now, because there are more than three, yeah. I think Anthony Castro's still on. Um, Yu Chang is, has COVID. If he does, I hope he's okay. But he's got the don't-want-to-DFA-itis uh, as they're trying to manipulate the roster. We've talked about that. And then there's got to be someone else. Owen Miller and Quantrill are back. I thought there was someone else. I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure, but that that's why again, I and on the fly I can't keep track of all this. There's been so much going on, but um Kirk McCarty was part of that. Oh, you know what? He probably makes room, sorry, because Kirk McCarty was um Nah, I don't know. Okay. Kirk McCarty wasn't on the 40 man and he's going back down. Brian Lavastida was on the 40 man. He was down. So Luke Maley replaces him. Yeah. And then Richie Palacios is replacing Kirk McCarty. So I, I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, good on Richie Palacios. He's been tearing it up. He's kind of Quan stuck and it was like, holy shit. But like Richie Palacios, we wanted to see what he had out of the gate too in left field. So it's not, a, we need to let the kids play and see yeah. as many, as many of these kids as we can to see. Maybe he can hold it down in right field. I yeah, mean, I like, and then I like or we Oscar put her out there, but yeah, defensively, know. but he's still like a bench piece, and we yeah. can talk about that too. But yeah, we'll, we'll so congrats to Richie Palacios. I'm hyped for him. Yeah, let the, I, I like seeing. What the whole I like seeing young is. kids play. It, it, they're they're exciting. They have something to prove. They're playing for more than just. Not 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 saying that people like Jose and and Miles Straw, people that are have been established, aren't playing for more. But these young guys feel like they they got something to prove and they they got something on their shoulder. You know what I mean? And it, it's fun watching that. And yeah, he, whether we like it or not, in the next couple of years, these are the guys that are going to be a part of our franchise. So let them come up, let them let them ball out. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. So, yeah, let's get into the games here because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, but a lot of good meat there. Just just getting it going. Go, I go love Richie Palacios. Um, all right. So game one, it was supposed to be on Monday of last week. And uh, it, it wasn't long that day. I think it was like mid-morning when the Guardians tweeted out that the game was postponed due to weather. And it was rescheduled as part of a split doubleheader starting at 1.10 p.m. on July 12th. Um, and then ticket holders will be able to use their ticket for that game on July 12th, or they can pick from six other games. So good for that. So then Tuesday comes around. We're like, man, we're without baseball. The Giants swept us. Man, we had to wait another day, but at least it gives us some time off. Oh, no baseball. Tuesday comes around. 
And apparently the weather was awful and it was raining all day there. And it took a little while, but later on, tonight's game has been postponed due to weather and has been rescheduled as part of a traditional doubleheader starting the next day, Wednesday, yeah. at 2.10. And then it was going to be, you know, follow immediately after, what, 30 minutes, I think, is the rule, or 40 minutes after the conclusion of game one. Um, and, yeah, ticket holders were able to exchange it for one of five game options. Including so this it, this is something I don't know. You might be able to explain to me, or I'll just Google it. What's the difference between a split doubleheader and a traditional doubleheader? Uh, split doubleheader is where you would usually play, like, a 110 start for game one, and then you would schedule a more traditional, like, sorry, I shouldn't use traditional. Uh, you would then play, like, a 710 start. So you would basically play two games at two normal times with okay. gaps in between. A traditional doubleheader starts, I believe, 30 to 35 minutes. It might be 40, but it's somewhere in that range immediately after the conclusion of game one. Okay. So you just like run that shit right back. Yeah. So that's that's the difference. Um, so on Wednesday, we finally play baseball. So instead of being a four-game series against the White Sox, it's now three with a doubleheader on Wednesday. And it's going to be Bieber versus Keuchel. Uh, prior to this, Zach Meisel tweeted out that the Guardians were calling up shortstop prospect Gabriel Arias as the extra player for today's doubleheader being Wednesday. He's batting seventh and starting at second base in game one. Awesome. We've been screaming for it. He's been tearing the cover off the ball. We Everybody who's listened to this once knows how we feel about Arias. If you follow us on Twitter, I'm not going to go into how great this is. It is a war crime, though, that this man started at second base instead of shortstop. An absolute war crime. Paul, you're in the Navy, so you're probably a little more familiar with the Geneva, you know, convention and what rights they have. We had to have violated something. (laughs) So, but it was great to see the kid get the call up. He deserves it. And prior to this game, because there was rumblings the night before on Tuesday, there were rumors that came out that were like, Arius is getting called up and we think there's a pitcher coming too. So we're like, uh, are they just going to DFA like somebody now? Like this, this feels weird because... Arius is allowed to come up as the 29th man for the doubleheader. You know, roster expands by one person. But then there were rumors of these other pitchers coming up. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Well, we learned that Cal Quantrill, Owen Miller, Anthony Castro all go to the injured list at first. And there was no reason given. But Kirk McCarty, Tanner Tolley, and Eniel De Los Santos all are coming up from AAA. And then like an hour or so later, um, Zach Meisel says that Quantrill, Miller, Castro, and Yu Chang are all on the COVID IL, um, which makes sense. That's why, again, if you have, I think, more than three, if three or more people at a time on COVID IL, you're allowed to bring people up that aren't on the 40 man, which because you're down bad. Like, come on, you're you're hurting then. You got to be able to bring guys up. It's a goddamn panic at the disco. Yeah, it's a pandemic. Um, so Terry Francona said, I don't know what I don't know that we're out of the woods yet. I hope we are, but I don't see, I don't know. And that's going to be the case, but I don't know that that's going to be the case. We'll see. Um, which again, I, again, I wish I would have figured this out ahead of time, but with that Richie Palacios news, I thought it was, you had to have three people. And since Quantrill and Miller are back, Castro and Yu Chang are on, are the only ones left. I thought that we would have to add some people that were on the 40 man, but, uh, Oh, you know what? I think Richie Palacios is on the 40, man. I think that's why. Okay. Yeah, that's what... Sorry, I had to figure that out. It was hurting my brain, as you could tell. I think Richie Palacios was. Because, yeah, we added him to for the Rule 5, I think. Uh, over. So he's been on the 40, man, this whole time. Okay. So never mind. Yep, okay. I got to figure it out. If anybody's still following me, God bless you, because I'm barely keeping track. But that makes sense now, why we were able to call him up. He was already on the 40, man. Um, but anyway... 
So finally talking baseball, we're finally playing a game on Wednesday. Guardians come into this game ready to actually play. Um, after Monday and Tuesday's games were pro- postponed, like I said, the Guardians are desperate to get back on track after suffering a sweep to the Giants over the weekend. That snapped their four-game win streak, put them on a three-game losing skid. They send their ace, Shane Bieber, to the mound uh, to face the big, bad White Sox. And Bieber does his job, and then some. The White Sox couldn't get out of their own way in this game. We blow their backs out in game one. Quick line, Cleveland 11 runs on 11 hits, no errors. White Sox one run on five hits and four errors. Can I say it? Can, Can I say it? Say it. If you commit four errors in a baseball game, you fucking deserve to lose. Yes, we haven't had that yet this season. That's a callback from last season. I was like, what are you going to say? I really wasn't following you, but yep. What is it? If you commit more than one, I think is when you usually say. More than two. If you commit more than two. Okay, gotcha. I think sometimes even two, you drop that from the top rope. Well, yeah, if you commit two two or more errors, you deserve to lose a baseball game. It's a little callback to what my dad used to tell our team when we would. When we would lose games committing a bunch of errors, he would, you know, like as a team when in little league, when you win or lose after the game, everyone goes to like left field or some shit. And they everyone gets in a circle and they talk about how you did. And my dad would always say, if we commit a bunch of errors, hey, get commit two errors. You deserve to fucking lose. So get in front of the ball. Don't don't let then you would go through what happened. But yeah, it's a little callback to what my dad used to say. Which him talking to you, you know, and little kids like that, sure, it didn't have any lasting effects on on your guys' lives. I mean, it's how your dad I probably talk. said it exactly like that. I know yeah. your dad. He probably did at 12 years old. If you deserve fucking errors, you deserve to lose. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it comes out to like how I talk now. So, I mean, yeah. uh, I turned I'm no out better. fine. Uh-huh. but true but i just <laughs> yeah but quick scoring highlights bottom of the first base is loaded ahmed rosario grounds out uh brings home miles straw uh guardians take an early one nothing lead bottom of the second miles straw rbi single i want to I, I do want to talk about that the 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 with the bases loaded ahmed's okay. run so bases were loaded with one Wait, out. that's part of your game highlight stay in your lane is it it is not it's not no. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So th- this play right here was uh it could have been a double play. But Ahmed like I said, I'll give credit where credit's due. Ahmed hustled the fuck out of this play and beat out the throw at first in order for us to score this run, which ended up not mattering because we would have won ten to one instead of eleven to one. But who knows because of momentum. But yeah, the bases were loaded with one out. He hits a ground ball to, I think, like the shortstop. And they go to turn a double play, and because Ahmed was hustling, um, he ends up beating the throw out at first, and uh, Miles Straw ends up coming around and scoring. So props on Ahmed Rosario for hustling. Yep. Love to see it. Um, so bottom of the second, Miles Straw, RBI single, scores Gabriel Arias, extends the Guardians' lead 2 to nothing. Still the bottom of the second, Ernie Clement, RBI single, uh, scores Mercado, and the Guardians now lead it three to nothing. Still the bottom of the second, Jose Ramirez grand slam, his fourth home run of the year and second grand slam of the year. Guardians have blown it open, taking a seven nothing lead. 
Still the bottom of the second. <laughs> so we're still in the second. Josh Naylor hits an R- infield RBI single, scores Fran Meal, and the Guardians take an eight to nothing lead. Still the bottom of the second. Gabriel Arias reaches on a fielder's choice thanks to a Tim Anderson error. Ahmed uh, Rosario scores on that play. Guardians lead at nine to nothing. Still the bottom of the second. <laughs> Oscar Mercado hits an RBI single, scores Josh Naylor, and the Guardians now lead it 10 to nothing. And in that stretch, what they make four errors? I yeah. I didn't end up breaking it all down, and maybe you can talk about some of the errors here in game highlights. But Tim Anderson, I didn't, made like I didn't bring up the White Sox errors because there was four of them, and it was all Tim Anderson made two. I think he made a fielding error and a throwing error. Three? But it's one of those, there was a fuck ton of them, and they were all pretty bad. Andy gave us the finger, which was hilarious, or the crowd the finger, which yeah. was just hilarious, like rent free, because they were just making fun of him, and he deserved it. So it was nuts. Um, yeah, there was a throwing error on the first play. The second play in the first inning, uh, throwing error by their third baseman. And then the second inning comes around. First play. <laughs> Throwing error on Tim Anderson. Wild pitch. Uh, And then there's later on, but yeah, I think he makes three in this game. Uh, So they're leading 10 to nothing, which is just nuts. Top of the sixth, Tim Anderson hits an RBI double, scoring Adam Engel. White Sox finally get on the board, but trail at 10 to one. Bottom of the eighth, Stephen Kwan, RBI single to right, brings home Miles Straw. Guardians now lead it 11-1, to and that's how it stays as Cleveland takes game one of the doubleheader thanks to uh, a Chicago implosion because the Bears. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so game highlights, I only got a, I got two things. So in the bottom of the first, uh, the inning actually ends kind of weird, um, but uh, it ends with a runner's interference getting called because Josh Naylor gets hit by the ground ball or Josh Naylor's ground ball hits Ahmed on Ahmed's way to second, which no one could have done anything about it. Right. It's one of those things where like, damn, that sucks. But uh, it do yeah, be like that sometimes. It, a it's bit. just one of those weird things that you don't see all the time. Yeah. And then uh, only other thing I have is in the top of second there, uh, Ernie Clement made a great throw to cut off. Uh, Vaughn, I forget what his first name is, uh, trying to stretch out into a double from right field. It's Andrew Vaughn, I think. Whatever the fuck. But, he doesn't matter. Yeah, um, but makes matter. a just throws a fucking strike. Mm. Ernie's defense. Num, 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 yeah. num, num, num. We done been on that Ernie train. Whoops. Uh, so Bieber goes six innings of four hit, one run, no walk ball with seven strikeouts and gets his first win of the year. Um, he, you know, he dominates them in true ace form, uh, went over the line. I mean, six innings, one earned run, no walks, four hits. Like, come on. And against a potent offense, that's their whole shtick. They can't play defense, which is why I never believe in them. I call them the South Side Frauds because they you can't play defense this poorly and, you know, expect to get anywhere. You can't hit your way out of bad defense. Yeah, exactly. You can hide a little bit of it, but man. And uh, out of the 86 pitches that Bieber threw, 70% of them were for strikes, which, 
yeah, that's that's going to win you. That's that's going to usually lead to success. Yeah. Um, his velocity is still pretty low as he continues to get stretched out. It's still starting to get a little concerning. But here's the thing: he's not a thrower; he's a pitcher. There's a very big difference. He knows how to throw people. He's or throw pitch. Excuse me. He he's embarrassing people with the off speed, changing it up. He could pinpoint location. That's why he's an ace. And I just keep saying, once that velocity comes up, it's going to be the equivalent of wait till I get my summer body back, bitches. I'm gonna drop 20 pounds, and you won't. You're gonna want everything to do. Look, with he's that. only three starts into coming off of a huge IL stint. Like, yeah. Give the man some. Give the man some slack. All right. Yeah, uh, and I am. It's just that like it still isn't ticking up. I'm, yet I'm not all. talking to you. I'm talking to the people on Twitter. Like, oh, whoa, well, what's going I mean, on? There's, there's cause for concern a little not bit. Not three soon. starts in, but like it's if he's still stays, fucking April, suck yeah. my balls. Yeah, it's just he is down like five five miles an hour or so. I he's still he's still cooking, but it, at some point it's like all right, you expect to see a mile per hour tick up a little bit or two, but I, he's still pitching, doing what ace things do. Everything else is kind of just semantics. Um, the bullpen only has to give you three innings by, I mean, that's design, right? Is try and get six innings, boom, 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 get it done. They give you three innings of one hit, one walk, no run ball, and three strikeouts. It was a blowout, so it didn't really matter, but I mean, that's how it's supposed to go. Brian Shaw comes in uh, for the seventh, which is how he should be used in a blowout. He gives you a perfect inning. Good stuff. De Los Santos finally gets his shot. Um, you know, we talked about he should have made it out of spring training after an incredible spring, um, and he didn't make the 40-man. He walks one, but he strikes out two, and he looked sharp. So he gets you through the uh, eighth inning. And then Sam Henches comes on to get the final three outs. Daddy long legs. True. Mr. The, the wild pitch, uh, the wild pitch, the professor of wild pitches. Uh, he gives up a hit and strikes out one, but no damage there and no wild pitches, no wild pitches. So we'll Progress. talk more about that a little bit, uh, later on, but Sam Hench is kind of getting it done this year. But anyway, talk to me about the offense. Yeah. So, um, a lot of fucking offense in this one, obviously five strikeouts to three walks, which is fucking fantastic, especially only five strikeouts with the amount of at bats that we had. Uh, what is it? 37 at bats, only five strikeouts. Mm, love to see that. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, left five runners on base. Uh, fan, that incredible. You left five runners on. Um, that means you're getting it, people over and in, which is what, what I say you got to do. Uh, 11 hits. Only one of them was extra base hit. So a lot of station to station baseball. A lot yeah. of just, you know, people doing their jobs and that's all you have to do. Um, scored well, 11, crazy. 11 runs, runs on one extra base hit. Yeah, and the nuts. extra base hit was Jose's grand slam, which was his second of the year, which is still crazy to think about. It's April and he's hit two grand slams. Yeah, and he's still like leading the AL, I think, even now after a and, slow um, weekend in RBIs. We went nine for fourteen with runners in scoring position, six forty three average. Fucking nuts. Uh, every starter other than Arias, uh, had a hit, uh, and then every starter besides Framel and Hedges had an RBI. Jose went one for four, but obviously with the grand slam, Naylor goes two for four, which I, we'll talk about this more and more as we get it through this series. Josh Naylor just does something for me. Uh, Mercado goes two for four. And like I said, everyone just does their job and, Play station to station baseball. Get people over. Get people on. Get people over. Get people in. That's all you got to do to win baseball games. 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a little... I just can't get over... I mean, one extra base hit was a grand slam. Um, I think it was just a lot of clutch hitting and everything, but at the same time, uh, four errors, I mean, just destroyed. Out of all those, I don't even know how many were earned runs, but it can't. It couldn't have been very many against I mean, Keitel. I can look it up real fast. Yeah, how many he had Hold there. On. But... I know I'm in the app. I'm trying. Let's see if I can get to it. It was. I got it right here. Uh, Uh, Seven of them are still earned. So fuck them. But anyway, uh, game two, T-Mac versus Lambert started at like literally 30, 35 minutes later. We come into game two of the traditional D uh, doubleheader. I feel like a million bucks after blowing the White Sox backs out in game one. I mean, again, thanks to their truly atrocious defense. Yep. Uh, the White Sox actually sent out their B lineup for game two uh, after they got embarrassed in game one. I guess Tony La Russa maybe was a couple drinks deep after that blowout and was like, eh, just let the whatever guys you put on a uniform. Uh, he was swerving home. I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure anyway. you have to submit the lineup before the first game for the second game. Uh, no, I don't think you do. I think you're still good. It's just it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Um. But T-Mac takes the bump, trying to make it a doubleheader sweep, and the Guardians do just that. They win a very close and much quieter game, but they get it done nonetheless. Quick box score, Cleveland two runs on six hits, no errors. White Sox one run on three hits and uh, one error, which just makes me laugh. I mean, that's not that crazy, but it's still just like, you guys are the worst. You can literally kiss my ass (laughs) scoring highlights are much much more uh much tighter here bottom of the first jose ramirez rbi double scores steven kwan guardians take an early one nothing lead it just felt like oh boy here we go again (laughs) oh shit here we go again (laughs) bottom of the fourth oscar mercado rbi double he has a good day uh scoring gabriel arias and extending the guardians lead two to nothing top of the fifth danny mendick uh if he was a man, it would be man dick, but men dick hits an RBI double scores. That was, awful. That was I know it was terrible. I don't care. That was scoring so Reese bad. McGuire and the white Sox get on the board, uh, but they still trail it two to one. And that's how it stays as pitching prevails in game two of the double header and the guardians sweep the day, which I mean, you can't ask for anything else. Yeah. Just W's eat them up. Jameis Winston, uh, Game highlights in this one, uh, there's only one. And then it's the top of the fifth. Stephen Kwan makes a hell of a throw to cut a runoff at the dish. Um, and and Lavastida does a fantastic job at holding on to the ball uh, during a very hard tag. Um, I forget who was trying to – who was going to score, but ends up winning us the game. Yeah. True, uh, because they tried to stretch it. I remember that and just gunned them down. Yeah. Just absolutely gunned them. It was, and that would have tied it up. So who knows how the rest of the game goes? Yeah. It truly bailed them out. So T Mac, uh, four and a third innings of one hit, one run, four walk ball, and four strikeouts, no decision. All in all, solid outing for T Mac as far as you know end result goes. You know, four and a third of one run ball is hard to complain about. But he did make a lot of pitches. I mean, 80, only 40 of them were for strikes. So obviously 50%. Um, and, you know, you're right, Paul, when you say, how are you trying to use those balls on strikes? Because there's a way to use it. But yeah. he walked four. <laughs> he hit a batter and he had a wild pitch. So it was just command, you know, became an issue. It was not as sharp a start. And the, the walks scare me because uh, we saw all last year what happens when he walks them. Nine out of ten times, you're going to give up a lot more than one run uh, yeah. if you walk I, four I, I honestly think it's it's one of those things kind of like with Classe. 
Uh, and and McKenzie's a little bit different because he got sent back down to AAA um, to, to work on some stuff. But McKenzie also didn't get stuff figured out till later on in the year as well. So I'm not I'm, I'm also not I'm not worried about it. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was sporadic a little bit. I will say, you know, for what it's worth, two of the walks and his only hit, okay, all came in a row when he came out for the fifth inning and he looked gassed. Yeah. So prior to that, he went four innings of, let's see, it would have been four innings of two walk, no run ball. Or no, I think he's, yeah, two run. Sorry, it would have been four innings of no hit, no run, two walk ball. So yeah. like he was just gassed. I mean, he was still cruising, um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, and then the bullpen, you know, have to give you a little bit more here. Luckily game one, you know, uh, they only had to give you three innings. So four and two third innings, they, they rise to the occasion, man. This closed out the game because the bats didn't two hits, no runs, no walks and five strikeouts. Hell yeah. I mean, that's domination. Yeah, licking them fingers, barbecue chicken earning. Um, you know, it meant we talked about. Luckily, the A tier arms were saved because of the game one blowout, so that's always nice. So goes comes on to finish the fifth, uh, and he ends up getting us all the way through the sixth. In total, he ended up giving us an inning and two thirds of perfect ball, striking out four of the five batters he faced. He looked really sharp. And he ends up getting the win the way it all works out. I mean, what else can you ask for? Inning and two-third, you strike out four of the five people you face. That's that's kind of nut job. Um, and it, something I like seeing from Goes as well is earlier in the season, he looked more like a thrower because he knew he could throw hard. And he looked like a pitcher the other day. He yeah. was painting. He was locating. And it, it just seemed like there was a lot more just pitching going on versus look how hard I can throw. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he could be a weapon. So good to see. And then with Ghost getting you to the seventh inning, Nick Sandlin comes in, gives you an inning of scoreless relief. He gives up one hit and strikes out one, but gets you get bridges you over. And then King Trevor Stefan, as I like to call him, comes on for the eighth. I'm a big stan now. He gives up a hit but pitches a scoreless inning otherwise. And then Classe comes on for the ninth, gets his first save of the year pitching a perfect inning Love we are that. so fucking back mm, we are so back no, no, baby well yeah yeah we're gonna find out <laughs> but, you know. but for now yeah mm, uh, all right um, talk to me about the offense yeah 11 strikeouts the three walks which not as good as the first game just not good in general um 37 strikeout rate uh left seven runners on base we only had nine base runners so that's pretty fucking bad uh six hits Three of them were for extra base hits, which is usually pretty good, but he only had six hits. So um, we went two for eight with runners in scoring position, which is a 250 average, which I'm not going to complain about. Uh, but we did leave a bunch stranded. Um, after a blowout in game one, our, our, our bats kind of just died out. I don't know if people were tired or what was going on, but at the end of the day, we still won. Um, everyone besides Ahmed, Bobby, and Lavastida had a hit. Uh, Lavastida did walk twice, though, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bitch about. Uh, no one had more than one hit, though. So, uh, not much to really say other than Arias got his first major league hit, and then you saw you saw they they asked for the ball back, obviously, and Jose acted like he was gonna throw it into the stands and was yeah, like he was like oh oh. 
Oh yeah, who wants it? <laughs> like but, what uh, a dog. Yeah, which was funny. Um, but yeah, our pitching carried us through this one, which not a surprise. Yeah, I mean it's amazing that three of our six hits were for extra bases. Yeah. And two of and uh, both of our runs were scored uh on extra base hits. So mm-hmm. thank God for timely better hits because <laughs> I mean we there should have been a lot more. I mean, nine base runners and we left seven of them stranded. So thank God. I did see this graphic that the Cleveland Guardians official account put out. It's it's pretty slick. It's like a cartoon of Jose and his bats on fire. It's like blue flame through twelve games. Whoever Jose's, drew this talented. True. The facial hair is a little off. That's my only thing that it looks weird. But it's the only thing like when I look at it, I'm like, that looks kind of weird. But yeah, this graphic design person slaps. So through 12 Deserves games, a raise. Yeah, through 12 games, Jose's American League rankings in these different stats in hits. He had 20, which is f- ranked first four home runs tied for second 20 RBIs ranked w- first in the AL. And I want to give you an update. Jose quiet as could be in the weekend series against the Yankees. We're going to talk about it. This man is still has the most RBIs in all of baseball. You heard that right. He basically did nothing all weekend. He got one hit and he still leads all of baseball in RBIs with 20. So that's nuts. Um, He had a 426 average first in baseball. And then he had a 1.302 OPS also first in baseball. So yeah, Jose popping off. And then also after that day, Baseball Reference tweeted something out, Paul. Not just not just like the Guardians or something. Baseball References of, you know, official page yeah. tweeted out, as good as it gets for stats, that Jose Ramirez has 20 RBIs in his first 11 games. He is the eighth player to accomplishment, accomplish this. Excuse me. The others include Manny Ramirez, Larry Walker, Brant Alia, Willie Mays, Bobby Doerr, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. I think I've heard of a couple of those people on that yeah. list before. Anytime you're in the same conversation with Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Larry Walker, and Manny Ramirez, I don't know the other guys. I feel like I've heard of Bobby Doer, but I don't know Brant Alia. Those are some... Those are some dogs. Those are some dogs. Jose's a beast. And again... Even after doing nothing the last three games, he's still leading all of baseball with 20 RBIs. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Um, I mean, credit to Miles Straw and Stephen Kwan for just getting on base a whole bunch, but yeah. still, he still has to hit the ball. Dog's got to eat. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so game three, Plesak versus Dylan Cease. Which um, I wanted to, which, I, I put this in here. I Dylan know, I Cease, love dope mustache. He does. I got to give it to you. He's got a pretty dope mustache. He's got He's a in my killer mustache, league. which He's you in guys my... can't see it. I shaved my mustache. I finally got tired of it. Um, my mom kept bitching at me about having having the stash. She doesn't like it. And uh, Mother's Day is coming up, so I figured I would shave. Here you go, mommy. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> What? That sounded weird. I know. <laughs> That's not really what it's going for, but it is what it is. <laughs> so the Guardians come into Thursday's finale. I mean, feeling pretty damn good about themselves, as you can imagine. They swept a doubleheader against the expected division winner. One in a blowout, one in a close game. Either way, 
One, you know, swept the doubleheader the day before. Guardians send Plesak to the bump to try and complete the sweep, and they do just that thanks to solid pitching and plenty of hits. So quick box score, Cleveland six runs on 13 hits and two errors. Uh, White Sox three runs on eight hits and two errors. So technically, if I remember correctly, you said if you did two errors or more, we technically both deserve to lose, but we scored more runs. So, you know, we win and it is what it is. Quick scoring highlights, bottom of the third, Framiel Reyes, two-run bomb to dead center. His first of the year, finally. Let's go, Lamoli. Uh, Guardian strike first, take a 2-0 lead. That shit was right to dead center. I mean, that was a big boy home run. Yeah, top which of, that's top what of he the, does. He just, yeah, he muscles. When you watch him hit one out, it looks like he just muscles it out. He is a strong man. Yeah. Uh, top of the fourth, Yasmani Grandal hits a sack fly, scores Leari. Leori Garcia, White Sox get on the board, but still trail it two to one. Bottom of the fifth, Josh Naylor, RBI single, scores Quan. Guardians lead now three to one, give him a little breathing room. Bottom of the sixth, Stephen Quan, sack fly, scores Jimenez. Guardians now lead at four to one. Top of the seventh, Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger, which what a bunch of jabronis. <laughs> Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger, what, what dumb names. Uh, they both score on a throwing error by Trevor Steffen and then a throwing error by our king, Ernie Clement. Uh, you're going to talk about that in a minute. White Sox still trail four to three, but this game got a lot closer than it ever should have. Bottom of the seventh, Josh Naylor, RBI double. He said, I'll pick it up. He got that dog in him. He scores straw. Guardians get some breathing room and take a five to three lead. Still the bottom of the seventh, Andres Jimenez, sack fly, scores Naylor, extends the lead to six. Six to three, enough to get the job done. Cleveland sweeps the White Sox. You can lick my butthole. Yeah, and look, Josh Naylor wasn't the smoothest runner before he got hurt, right? He wasn't fast. He wasn't like, since he's been back, him running just looks clunky. Like, it, you know he, what I mean? Like he's thick. Yeah. Dude, he's a and thick like nothing boy. against him, right? Like, I love, we, I'm on record saying I fucking love Josh Naylor. I hope he never plays for another team ever. Right, it just it's it's clunky, and I noticed something. I don't know how I never noticed this. His approach, like what he does to like get in the box, every pitch he like bumps his chest. He's like, "I'm a dog," and like bangs his chest a little bit. But I fucking love it. Um, but I'm gonna get into some of these game highlights. I have a decent bit for this one, actually. Yeah, I know Um, it was a little. I was like, "Damn, Paul." I want to make sure you got some time. Yeah. So in the top Serenitas. of the fourth, uh, Fran Mill looked like he had sandbags in his back pockets trying to make a play in right field. <laughs> but he did. It's, it's, <laughs> it should be like. But he makes up for it by de, uh, by delivering an absolute strike to Ernie Clement, who then makes a great relay play to the to the plate to cut a runner off um, at the dish. Just a very fundamental baseball play that. It's just like a one of those things that you see and you're just like, mm, mwah, just how mama made it. And uh, then in the top of the fifth, Stephen Kwan makes a great leaping play on a fly ball that was hit over his head uh, to, to not give up extra bases. I think is how I want to word it. Um, and then we're going to get into the fucking circus that was this play. Uh, top of the seventh, there was a little topper um, 
right back hit to Trevor Steffen, and then he fields it, goes to make a throw to first, completely botches it, uh, throws it away from Naylor, um, which, look, your sole job in baseball as a pitcher is to make good throws. Deliver a strike to the fucking bag. You got, you, you got, throw the ball 30 feet. You do it every day. Just do it one more time. Um, and then yeah, Ernie not good, Clement. Not a good look for my pitchers or athletes. So. Yeah. And then <laughs> Ernie Clement tries to make a play at the plate and throws a ball a mile and a half away for some god ungodly reason. Um, which in that situation, just hold the ball. Hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but what you're taught growing up is yeah, let in let in the one run. Um, don't make that throw. Just in case something happens, just hold on to it. Which would have would have stopped this situation and we would have won two to six instead of three to six, maybe, but just it was a goddamn circus out there on the baseball field. Yeah, it really shouldn't have been like how I mean, really, it should have two of the runs shouldn't have even come in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. What, what do you and then it do? It do be like that sometimes. It do. Uh, and there's two things I want to bring up about Please uh, this game, right? One is Jimenez. <laughs> I, I, to, I told myself I was going to bring this up, but here I am. Jimenez looks Please. so Let's go for it. smoother at short than Ahmed Rosario does. Like everything he does is deliberate. It's clean. It's smooth. It, it kind of has like a little bit of swag to it. Where Ahmed, it like when I go back and watch Ahmed play shortstop now, it makes me fucking sick. It should. It. I told you. I mean, you knew this already because yeah. obviously you know ball. But we've talked about it that we and you know what? I'm just gonna come out and say it. We're just doing it. Let's just rip the bandaid off. I fucking told you so. We both <laughs> did. Like, how many people have you started seeing on the timeline? Start yep. saying. Man, I don't know, Ahmed. Look, like I've been to, saying like, this for over a year. Yeah, you've been off of him more than I was even last year. Like, it, but I also want to say I've always been about Jimenez since he got traded yeah. here. You can vouch for me. I'm about that kid. He's the real deal. He can really help this team. But now I, I said it. I like. I said, just wait, he's going to start skidding a little bit at the plate, and everyone's going to see it and be like, hmm, should we maybe not have? Like at one of the most important defensive positions, an absolute dumpster. An he absolute has no liability. instincts, no instincts whatsoever. I've been Zero saying instinct. it for a fucking year. He has no. Go range. back and listen. Go back and listen to episodes from last season. I've been saying I have more range year. in the shower singing than he does yeah, at shortstop. Like the dude has zero range. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a lovely dude. No, I think he plays hard. I like the guy as a yeah. person. You shouldn't play it. He the organization screwed you organization excuse me you should play at second base period end of story you have arias down there in the wings you have tyler freeman you have uh uh brian rocchio you have jimenez like we have elite shortstop defenders and yet we're running someone out there that plays like shortstop like harold ramirez played left field and that's not a compliment <laughs> although bless up to harold he's like batting in the three hole for the rays so and i kind of love that for him yeah, from what I've seen, he's kind of smacking the ball a bit. Yeah, I mean, dude could hit. It's just he never walks and he can't play defense. Which my my guy on MLB Road to the Show got drafted by the Rays, and he's he's still. I hit right behind him in the four hole. Mm. 
I'm killing it. But yeah, he shouldn't be, you know, Chuck, this was one of his questions. He said, how long do we let Ahmed keep going on? And listen, this whole year is about letting the kids play. And then there's assholes that say stuff like, this guy says, let the kid play. Ahmed's 26. You know what I mean? We have people that are 20, 21, 22. Here's the thing. Ahmed is an established baseball player. When we say, when we say kid, we mean people that are coming from Literally the farm minor system. Leaguers. Minor that, leaguers. That, that baseball. Okay, you're. Baseball's changing. Every team's doing this now to where they're giving kids, they're giving minor league players shot at MLB reps earlier than they used to. Because yep. you're not facing the same competition down in AAA. People are sending older players down to AAA, and you're not facing the competition that you are. So when, when kids are coming up, you're they're able to see what they're able to do against actual MLB talent, actual MLB competition. So kids are coming up earlier, and that's what our team is doing. When I say kids, I mean someone that is coming up freshly from trouble, double or triple A, or, or or something like that, making making the jump into the big leagues. Yes, yep. he's twenty six, but at this point, he's been in the major leagues how long? Four four years, far five years, I think four years. Yeah, I think he's got four years of service. He's time. an established baseball player. He's yeah, an established absolutely. major league baseball player. It's just people that are pedantic that are trying to be. I mean, it just. It's not even worth going on about that. I'm not mad about people anymore. I'm on. I told you I'm done with that. I'm just mad about like the fact that Ahmed's on our team. So honestly, he should learn to play left field, but then Quan took that. He should play second base. I, I don't think he's ever going to be a lot. He should play off the bench. He hits lefties really well, but he should not be blocking reps from Jimenez at short and or, you know, Owen at second, so Jimenez can play short, or Arias can play short, and Jimenez can, you know, let them go back and forth yeah. a little bit and see who sticks more. Although Jimenez is playing really well, and I've been screaming. I will, I've literally, I got receipts for everybody on Jimenez. I'm not letting anybody off the hook because right now he has a 941 OPS. And suddenly everyone's like, how long do we hold Ahmed for? And everybody's ready to cancel everybody that, you know, the few of us that were like, he doesn't fit this team. Nice guy. So yeah. whatever. You know what makes me feel better at night? Not people being wrong. Is that I'm right? I'm an asshole. I'll yeah. just be honest. So, uh, and then Chuck, that's that's the, one answer. the The second thing I want to bring up is that please say explain with with some swagger right now. He's playing with that confidence that we see him play with, and he's just yep. like a he's playing just like a, a for lack of it like a cool dude. Like he's he, yeah. It, God damn it! I fucking love it when when he's this, a tool, but he does have a little hot boy energy. When this in the when right this light. side of police set comes out, when this like swagger comes out, and you see him kind of like throw those brass balls around, I fucking love it. I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, I, dude, I, just I, I dig it because the the he can deal. Like when police act's on, he's fucking on. Yeah, he goes deep in games. That's been he, and, he's very efficient. You can see him chirp a little bit at, at people, and then he, you can see he's having fun, and you can see him having fun with people in the dugout. And, you, and like, his pickoff move is the best in baseball. Don't and, at me, because he almost went to he almost was going to go to college and think about being a professional wide receiver. Yeah, but that's why I listened to the Chris Rose rotation, which is an amazing podcast. They're you not affiliated us talk with us about at it all. before, but. Yeah, but I mean, like Chris Rose is huge. Everybody knows who Chris yeah. Rose is, and he had an interview with Zach and. 
then he's like, your pickoff move is nuts. And he's like, I've always had fast feet. I, and apparently he was an incredible wide receiver. And like that move to first is nasty. That's why he usually leads baseball in pickoffs. Yeah. Where he's almost like he's just an athletic guy. And he wants to hit. Fun fact. He wishes they would let him hit. The dude used to be able to rake in, in high school. And I guess I don't think he played college ball, but he like I think he owns a 333 average in the majors, like which Shohei Otani who question mark? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're like, I don't think Tito will let me or anything, but I would totally be up for trying it. And he's like, and I haven't hit like that in a long time, but I would love it. Just he's a chotch, but he's our chotch. Damn it. Look, he is <laughs> coming from a fellow douchebag, a.k.a. me. Um, I fucking love it. I'm here for it. Like, yeah, yeah. Look. All right. I'm a. I'm a he goes six and two thirds, right? Gives up seven hits, which he's never been a huge strikeout guy. He gives up hits. Um, two runs, one of them's earned a walk, oh, yeah. three strikeouts, right? Yep. Go out there and strut your shit. Like, you're a professional baseball player. You're kind of a hot boy. Not kind. You're a hot boy, right? Yeah. Go he's out a there. Tool, but he's a hot boy. Let them know, bro. Like. Yeah. Go out there, do your thing. I fucking love it. Yeah, I mean, he almost gives you seven innings, uh, and it's of one run ball, you know, earned runs. The other one was unearned, so it doesn't matter. So one earned run ball, almost seven innings. Like it's, and you save the bullpen because you, you go know, the bullpen six and two thirds. You go almost seven innings. Yeah. Yeah, in the bullpen pitch seven and two third innings in the double header the day before. So you allow a lot of guys to rest before you go to New York for the weekend. And hey, fair amount of hits given up. Um, and he's still giving up some really hard contact, but he continues to limit the damage. It scares me because it's a little bit cooler. It's a little extra windy. It's not that warm summer air. And he's always had an issue with home runs. So those balls will go out. But for right, so I am scared. But again, it's one of those things you can get so nerdy, you know, and you got to pay attention to the cracks, right? The underlying cracks. We can't just act like it's not there. But at the end of the day, the end result is the dude's shoving. He's going to stay on the who's hot list. Whoops, spoiler. And the results are, doesn't matter how hard people hit the ball. You go six and two thirds of one earned run ball. You can do it every day. They can hit the ball hard. Now, you're not always going to have the same results, and that's what we're all scared of. But it's early in the season. Continue to figure it out. Make adjustments. And, yeah, strut your shit, dude. Like, yeah. we can, you can't complain when the results Here, are the Here's what I'm going to say. And I, I, don't, I know a lot of the people that listen to us are going to know this, right? But pitching isn't about striking everyone out. You True. can let people yeah. hit the ball. That's why you have seven people behind you to make plays. So I, I I don't hate it. Like, yeah, people hit the ball hard. You also went up against a very potent White Sox offense. Yeah, true. And someone that's seen him a lot, too. I yeah. mean, I specifically remember one start last year because he went on the IL, right? Yeah. Didn't he, he got his back blown out by the White Sox. And then maybe that's the one where he broke his thumb as I bend my fingers, like taking off his jersey when you clearly punched a <laughs> punch something. Um, so this is a team that sees him, division rival, and like you still get it done, man. A one five three ERA. We're going to talk about him more later. Uh 85 pitches 55 for strikes so the bullpen only has to give you two and a third um which yeah i said that right two and a third of one hit 
Uh, one run ball, none of them are earned, no walks and three strikeouts. So two and a third innings of no earned run ball. Mwah, finish that game off. King Stefan, our high leverage king, comes on for the final out of the seventh after Pleasek gets pulled. Um, he ends up finishing the eighth as well. So Stefan ends up giving you an inning and a third of one hit, one unearned run and three strikeout ball. The throwing error to first looked awful, but after that, he settled down, he did his job, and he looked like, again, that high-leverage king we know him to be. Yeah. I mean, this kid still hasn't given up an earned run. Uh A comes on for the ninth to try and get his second save of the year, which he does, pitching another perfect ninth. Classe is so fucking back. Everybody watch out. Um, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I just, <laughs> at this time, it's like, oh, yeah, baby, we are back. Yeah. All right, talk to um, me about the offense. Yeah, uh, four strikeouts at two walks, which, again, fucking incredible. Seeing the ball really well. Uh, just putting bad on ball, as I like to say. Left 10 runners on base, which isn't that great. Uh, but we had 15 base runners from hits and walks, but we left 10 of them on. But So not very great. We're getting people on, and we're getting them over, but we're not getting them in. Uh, 13 hits, 14 or four, 14, four of them were for extra base hits, which is not bad. Um, 31% extra base hit, uh, slash line there. Uh, so we're hitting the ball hard. Uh, at least we were against the white Sox. Um, then we went, uh, everyone who batted had a hit in the game, which is fucking fantastic. Uh, Jose Franmel and Naylor each had two hits. Franmel finally gets his first home run of the year on a fucking piss missile. Hit the center like a big daddy hack. Uh, Naylor with another two-hit game. That's his third in the row. Just fucking... I love him so much. Got that um, dog in him. Yeah. And then Jimenez goes one for two with a walk and a stolen base. Uh, and He's fast as fuck. Yeah, he is. He's got borderline elite speed, man. And, uh, I think he's like in the... Ninth percentile or ninety first percentile in baseball savant. The kid can move. Yeah, and you heard us talk about the Ahmed situation with him. He's getting fucked over. We're 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 wasting prime. Well, time it's just like of he's Jimenez being put in for, a, for D minus defense, and and people get high on C plus offense with this team. Well, it's just the biggest thing is like he's finding success and we'll talk a little bit more about it as we go on while he's playing sporadically and he's not playing in his natural position. That's hard, man. Yeah. It's like the little stuff like you. It's like pinch hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports, probably, or at least in baseball. Yeah. And, you know, to try and be successful and he's not pinch hitting, but like sporadic, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. And it's like this kid play every freaking day, man. It's painful. Um, one last thing here. Cleveland Guardians. uh Official account after, you know, we finished game three and finished the series here. Uh, tweeted out, just this kind of cool, that they outscored the Sox 19-5 to over the three-game sweep. So Fuck the White Sox. If you want to get up on this hairy balls. <laughs> Come on, jump right in. It's a crotch party all up in here. Why don't you lick on this, lick on big, this jump. big jump? <laughs> anyway, um, so we're going to take a quick break real fast to hear from our sponsor of the episode. And we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored to you by BetterHelp. Have you guys been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, going through a tough spot in a relationship, or you're just feeling down and want to talk to somebody. Well, the good news is that BetterHelp wants to help you today. You've heard Alex and myself preach on this show over and over again the importance of mental health, not only with professional athletes, but with you guys and ourselves. 
a couple years ago, I was going through a tough time in a relationship on top of being in the military, being away from family and some other things. And I actually reached out to BetterHelp and they took great care of me, you guys. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to help you. There are over 20,000 therapists that are in BetterHelp's network. So if maybe you don't fit right with one, then you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Signing up is so easy. You just fill out a questionnaire to access your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I promise you guys, it is that quick. Then you schedule a secure video or phone session at your convenience in the comfort of your own home. Plus, you get unlimited messages with your therapist. Join the more than 2 million people that have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Look, you knew we weren't going to leave you guys high and dry. BetterHelp was kind enough to give our listeners 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash 216baseball. Again, that is betterhelp.com, the numbers 216baseball. Thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Guys, seriously, go take charge of your own mental health. And welcome back. Paul gave you that beautiful serenade uh, from BetterHelp. So shout out to them God. for sponsoring this episode. You're Thank you. You're going to make me rub my nipples. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we're feisty today, man. Yeah, I we're know. real feisty. While you, God, while you break us. down game one of this dumpster fire of a series, I'm going to get some water because, boy, am I parched. Yeah, man, you've been talking and I love it. Nobody wants to just listen to me talk the whole time. You go do that. Daddy will take care of it. So game one uh, is going to be Eli Morgan, cutest kid on the block versus Jameson Tyone. And coming into this game, some interesting kind of stats here. Um, there was a graphic from the broadcast that said notable Guardians players contact rates um, and w- what their contact rates were uh, ranked for the AL with at least 30 plate appearances this year. So basically anybody that's been playing regularly, what is their contact rate uh, rank within the AL? Uh, Steven Kwan first in all of the American league with a 98.6% contact rate. Holy hell. Owen Miller fourth with a 90.4% contact rate. Miles straw eighth with an 88.9% contact rate. Jose Ramirez ninth with an 88.8% contact rate. Ahmed Rosario, 11th with an 88% contact rate. And Cleveland at this point, coming into Friday, led all of MLB with an 80.6% contact rate. Put bat on ball. Paul's getting water right now, but he is salivating at the thought of this. You put the bat on the ball, good things are going to happen. And then uh, the Cleveland Guardians official account also tweeted out prior to the game, no offense, but our offense has been on another level. Papa's coming back. into Friday. Okay, coming into Friday, team rankings in the American League, we were first in average RBIs, hits, and runs. So that's usually how you can be successful. But could we keep it up in the Bronx? That's a different story. So, spoiler Guardians alert, come- no. Yeah, Guardians coming to the Big Apple on Friday night feeling like a million bucks. Suffered a sweep at the hands of the Giants last weekend. Then we end up sweeping the White Sox to get back on track. The Guardians send little baby-faced cutie Eli Cy Young Morn. Morgan, excuse me, to the bump to try to make it four in a row. Uh, We call him that because Eli was crazy good on the road last year, but he sucked at progressive field, which is usually the exact opposite of what pitchers do. Uh, Unfortunately, while he did keep us in it, the Yankees are the real deal. We know that Guardians win stops at three. Uh, We drop game one. Quick box score. Yankees, four runs on seven hits, no errors. 
Cleveland, one run on nine hits and no errors. So we did have some hits more than they did. Quick scoring highlights, bottom of the third. Aaron Judge, two-run homer. That's the second of the year. Yankees jump out to an early 2-0 lead. Top of the fourth, Fran Mill blasts a solo shot. That's his second of the year. Guardians now trail it 2-1. Bottom of the fourth, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who I'm going to call IKF moving forward because he has a series. I had to type all this out, and just in case anyone was wondering, autocorrect from you know, Apple does not like Isaiah kind of, I had to fight against it to type this dude's name like 17 times. It's very frustrating. So I'll call him IKF. That's what most people do. Uh, so bottom of the fourth IKF uh, RBI single scores, Josh Donaldson Yankees extend their lead three to one bottom of the fifth, Aaron judge solo shot his third of the year. Second of the night extends the link Yankees lead four to one. That's how it stays. Guardians couldn't capitalize on several hits. Uh, Paul will talk about that here in a minute. I mean, we had chances. And Aaron Judge ends up beating us by himself because he's a top 10 player. And uh, yeah, Aaron Judge is very good at baseball. Yeah. Um, the only game highlight I have here, nothing too crazy happened. The only thing that I want to bring up is funky, fuck Yankee Stadium. Um Hard hit line drives our home runs there. They have fucking Little League World Series dimensions, and they can suck my balls. Okay, that's the deep analysis everybody comes for uh, to this podcast. Um, I think it's hilarious. Like, I, I, I'm a, hard, saying it, a hard hit line drive is a home run at Yankee Stadium. That's yeah, fucking it's, dumb. It's like three, 355 to right center. It's right. fucking atrocious. It's like a, Eight foot wall. It is. It's pretty pathetic. Um, so Eli Morgan, three innings of one hit, two run, two walk ball with five strikeouts, takes the L. All in all, really not the worst outcome for having Eli Morgan make his first start on the road at Yankee Stadium, which is tough to play at. I don't care who you are. Uh, he didn't look bad at all. Uh, he was just fine. Only mistake he really made was the two run shot, giving up the judge, but otherwise he was getting outs. He struck out five and three innings, which is kind of hot. Uh, his strikeouts seem way up this year. I didn't double check that, but just, you know, we broke this every game down last year uh, through well, we started like a month into the season. But, you know, it just feels like they're way up. Uh, he was eating the Yanks up with the high fastball. That team strikes out a lot. And, you know, while he got beat, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, I really wish he would have given us four innings, but I don't think anybody thought he was ever going to go more than five in a perfect scenario because he's just not that stretched out. I mean, uh, it, it just is what it is. So, um, it do yeah, be like I, that sometimes. It was just fine. Like, I mean, it's not great to go three innings and give up two runs, but he was getting people out and wish he could have given us a little bit more. Yeah. Unfortunately, the bullpen then gets asked to do five innings. They give up two earned runs on six hits, two walks, and four strikeouts, um, which if that's a starting pitcher's line, you're not really going to complain, just not the sharpest. Because, um, again, they're asked to give you basically a starter's load. Um, unfortunately, we lost the game, uh-huh. but luckily load. that meant <laughs> luckily that meant we had to give one less <laughs> inning from our bullpen since uh, we were on the road there. Logan Allen, of all people, was asked to come out and try and buy you some length uh, following Eli Morgan. He's only able to give us one inning, which was the fourth. He gives up two hits. He walks somebody, gives up a run. I mean, the guy's just a bum. 
he's got the long leash here just because he doesn't have any options left. And so it's going to be a DFA, but may first or second can't come fast enough. Get him the fuck off my baseball team. He has nothing to prove to us. He's just not it. Um, Tanner Tolly, who was part of that COVID IL roster stuff makes his major league debut. He got called up uh, again because of the COVID mess and, um, he gives us two innings of two hit, one walk, and one run ball. Again, not the sharpest, but he's given a tough task. Hey, kid, make your major league debut on a Friday night in a sold-out stadium in the Bronx. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he didn't do too bad, though. Uh, threw lots of strikes, 66%, 25 of his 38. Yeah. So, two thirds. 66.666 repeating, of course. Yeah, repeating, of course. Of course. Uh, Connor Pilkington, uh, the name that Paul can never say if you held a gun Pilkington. to his head. Yeah, he did it. Comes on in the I, I figured out how to say it. I, it's like Milkington, but you just got to replace the M with the P, Pilkington. Because before it was Pickleton. Yeah. The, <laughs> this it, is the hard-hitting it, stuff that you guys listen I know. for two I just hours. Had to, I had to think about mommy's milkers. Make me moist? <laughs> yeah. That's our vocal exercise. Before That's what we do record. before. Every, mommy's milkers you, make me moist. Mommy's milkers make me moist. Mommy's or milkers make me moist. New York. Unique New York. Because we are professionals. <laughs> the shit you guys don't hear when we record, <laughs> believe me. We should start a Patreon. Yeah. Uh, so Connor Pilkington comes on in the seventh, gives us uh, the seventh and the eighth. So we get those last two innings. He goes two, uh, two innings of two hit, two strikeout ball. He has yet to give up a run this year in three appearances and five innings. And I believe that's twice now that he's given us multi-inning effort. So, you know, I, it, it sucks he got called back down. Like, I guess I get it, but maybe after Logan Allen and Sam Hench, well, I don't know. We'll talk about that. Sam Hench is kind of making it difficult for me to hate him uh, lately. But, you know, maybe if we move some stuff around or Karen check takes too long and someone gets injured, maybe we'll see Pilkington again. Because, I mean, he did his job yeah. on the road. Um, it doesn't mean he's around all year, but... He's he was effective, but talk to me about the offense so we can keep it moving through this. <sighs> Do I have to series? Yeah, just oh yeah, I forgot this first part. This is everybody like if you're just listeners drone on, like tune in for a second. Yeah. So offensive numbers in this one: fifteen strikeouts, which is fucking atrocious, and no walks, which very well might be the worst ratio i've ever seen us put on this episode or probably yeah show. For off the top of my head i don't think it's ever been this bad Ooh, the only one it's hitting me is remember when corbin burns diced us up and struck out like 14 again he's on the brewers that comes to mind but yeah but man, that's still no not walks. as bad as this no walks well that was just him yeah. he eventually got pulled out of the game i'd have to go back and look but i'm not gonna do that but 15 with no walks that's so bad we left uh, seven runners on base, which is fucking trash. Uh, nine hits, four of them for extra base hits. Uh, I would normally I would say that's good, but we struck out fifteen times, so licked my balls. Uh, went zero for eight with runners in scoring position, which is not how you're going to win a baseball game. Quan, um, Naylor, and Ahmed each had two hits. Naylor's multi-hit game streak goes up to four, having a fucking week. Uh, Framel had a solo shot. There's his second home run, but he struck out three times. So streaky at best. Bobby Bradley's a fucking dumpster fire. Um, he goes over three with three strikeouts. Lick my balls. Uh, Lavastida and Jimenez both strike out twice. Jose and Straw both go over all in all. Uh, I want to get not only this game behind me, this whole fucking series behind me. Yeah, it's pretty rough. 
Um, we did learn some good news, though, because originally I think it was Tanner Tolly, yeah, was going to get the start on Saturday. So we're like, we're going to run Eli Morgan out, Tanner Tolly, and then Savali on Sunday in the Bronx. This is going to go great. Absolutely nothing's going to go wrong. We got some good news, though. On Friday night, Zach Meisel tweeted out that the Guardians do plan to start Cal Quantrill tomorrow instead of in case unless something crazy happens. And Tanner Tolley, who was uh, supposed to make their his debut, uh, headed back to AAA. So we get Big Daddy Dick Quantrill. We'll talk about that. So some good news. We're like, all right, we were still in the game a little bit. We just got cooked and whatever. We had a chance. So game two. Big Daddy Dick Quantrill versus Nestor Cortez. Guardians come into Saturday's game, ready to right the ship, start another winning streak. Uh, again, we were competitive, even if it was a painful game. Like we hit, we had nine hits. We just no clutch hits. Um, they out hit the Yankees on Friday. Uh, got some good news the night before again about Cal Quantrill. Uh, everyone's feeling better about getting this thing done. Let's bounce back. Unfortunately, absolute chaos ensues. Our players quite literally almost beat the shit out of Yankees fans and New York walks it off. So we talked about that at the top, so we won't go too much more into it. Uh, Quick box score, New York, five runs on nine hits, no errors. Cleveland, four runs, four hits, no errors. Quick scoring highlights, top of the fifth, Josh Naylor, two-run bomb to right center field. His first of the year, Guardian strike first, 2-0 lead, whoops. Bottom of the fifth, IKF, RBI single to right, scores Aaron Hicks. Yankees get on the board, but still trail it two to one. Still the bottom of the fifth, Kyle Higa Shioka hits a sack fly that turns Good into job. a hitting. Okay, thank. As it came off, I was like, I am so professional. Thank Good you. job. Thanks. As soon as it came off, I was like, damn, I cooked that. Okay, thanks. Hits a sack fly that turns into an inning-ending double play, but the damage is still done. Yankees tie it up at two apiece. Bottom of the seventh, Josh Donaldson solo shot to center field, his second of the year. Uh, the Yankees take the lead late, three to two. Top of the eighth, though, Austin Hedges. Yes, Austin Hedges, ladies and gentlemen, hits a two-run blast to left field. That's his first of the year. Guardians take a 4-3 lead late. Bottom of the ninth, IKF, RBI double to left field. Tim LaCastro scores. Yankees tie it up at four apiece. Payne, still the bottom of the ninth. This is the Labor double Torres. that... Uh... Stephen Kwan runs Kwan. Into the wall on. Yeah, he blows into the wall on. Um, and then literally the next play, bottom of the ninth, Glaber Torres walk off single right field. Yankees win it by a score of five to four, and chaos ensues as a bunch of trashy uh Bronx motherfuckers literally throw and assault Oscar Mercado. So we already talked about it. We're gonna keep at a level level pace here. Talk to me about yeah, some I'm game not highlights. Talking about here. it again, fuck Yankees fans. Uh game highlights. Uh, bottom of the first, Jose makes a great uh, play on a short hopped ground ball slash line drive, whatever you want to call it, uh, that got hit a million miles an hour from Judge, uh, then delivers a one-hop strike to Josh Naylor, who makes a great scoop to finish the play. Uh, he had to throw it a mile and a half, so great play by Jose and Josh Naylor. And then in the bottom of the second, Austin Hedges makes a great throw down the second to catch Josh Donaldson stealing. Uh, Josh Donaldson's a fucking douchebag. Fuck that guy. Uh, he can suck my balls. Uh, and then obviously everything that happened uh, in the ninth inning, we already talked about. Yeah. Um. So Cal Quantrill, Big Daddy Dick, six and a third innings of six hit, 
three walk, three run ball, two strikeouts, gets the no decision. All in all, respectable outing from Quantrill. He gives the bullpen a much needed breather going deep, six and a third. Um, in total, the six hits and three walks aren't amazing, but it is serviceable, um, as are the three runs. It's just kind of like, meh, you know, it, it, it got the job done. Um, you can't really be mad about that, but it projects to just under, I think, a four. I think it's like a four, three ERA, uh, which fun fact, I'll teach everybody something fun. If you want to calculate ERA per game, you just take the number of runs scored, divide it by the number of innings and pitched and then multiply that by nine and that's how you can figure out an era per game um anyway so Quantrill only gave up two hits and one walk through four so i just kind of want to give the big you know full picture um and then he ends up giving up a walk two singles and two runs in the fifth he cruised through the sixth and really shouldn't have been brought out for the seventh he strikes out stanton then he gives up a solo shot a single and a walk so Coulda, shoulda, woulda, Paul. But if Tito doesn't push the envelope, Quantrill would finish here with six innings of four hit, two run, two walk ball. And instead of a man, we'd be like, dude, that's solid. Like yeah. You went out there and kind of, you know, you didn't drop it off. Especially but Especially like, against the Yankees. Yeah, like we would be saying that's a solid ass outing, dude. Yeah. Um, and again, it still is. It's just. Tito seems to be kind of pushing the envelope, like leaving people in just like a little too long. I've seen kind of a theme of that. Um, which he does that sometimes, but uh, he's just like misreading some of these guys. And again, a lot of it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but uh, there is a little bit of a theme. So still really solid outing. Like we said, dude's a gamer. Bullpen only has to give you two and a third innings. Um, I'm so, uh, yeah, two and a third. And uh, they give up two runs on three hits, a walk and four strikeouts. So not great. Uh, De Los Santos comes out to a jam in the seventh runners on first and second one out. He strikes out both batters. He faces gets out of the inning and he has electric stuff yet again. I love this guy. He's a big boy. He looks like Fran Mill's cousin. Uh, Brian Shaw comes out for the eighth. God help us. Um, you know, in a high leverage kind of situation, uh, he gives up a leadoff single, but then gets two line outs and then gets pulled for Nick Sandlin. So at least Tito knew when to fold him. Nick Sandlin comes on to get the final out of the eighth, which he does. Strikes out Stanton. So good to see him bounce back because he's yeah 6-3-5 ERA through this game. Um, so he's been sharper. Uh, Classe comes out for the ninth. Tries to get his third save of the year, but blows it. Takes a loss as well. Issues a leadoff walk to Donaldson. That's a mortal sin. Um, you're going to get punished more times than not. He strikes out Hicks. But then pinch runner Tim LaCastro steals second on that strikeout. So he's got a runner in scoring position with one out. He gets Gallo to line out. So now he's got two outs. And then he gives up an RBI double to IKF. That ties the game. Glaber Torres comes on as a pinch hitter for the Yankees catcher, Higashioka. And he hits a game-winning single to right. Thanks, King. Uh, He hits a game-winning single to right field. And we know everything else that happens. We're going to pretend like it didn't. Get me through this game so that we can just get put this in the rearview mirror. Yep. Uh, so uh, offensive numbers for this one, nine strikeouts to two uh, walks. Not great, but a lot better than last game. Still 30% strikeout rate, though. Roughly just under 30%. Um, left run runner on base, which isn't bad, but we barely any, had anyone on base to begin with. So, yeah, whatever. Four hits, two of them for extra base hits. Uh which so half your hits were were some power shots, um, and they were 
both the home runs. Um, we didn't really, we didn't have any opportunities with runners in scoring position because we didn't really have anyone on. Just brought the pool noodles to the field today. Uh, Hedges has been. I, this is something I don't want to bring up from the from the games I've been watching. Austin Hedges, his biggest thing is contact, not hitting the ball. Like that's what he has issues with. He's been hitting. He hasn't been striking out as much lately. He's just been hitting the ball, putting the ball in play, and that yep. is a great sign. Yeah, he's way better at bats, seeing more pitches, even just striking out less, uh, taking some walks, but just he's got some hits, and we'll we'll talk about him. We'll give an update. Yeah, spoiler, not going to be on the who's not anymore. Um, Naylor Oops. goes. Naylor pops off again with a multi-hit game. Um, just making it five in a row, which I love to see. I, God, I fucking love Josh Naylor. Um, but like I said, we brought the pole noodles to the field today. Yep. What are you going to do? Be sad. Five in a row from Naylor. Got that dog in him. I know. Sorry about People it. People question Josh Naylor. I want to I, I bring this up. There were actual people that questioned Josh Naylor. Well, to be fair, there's nothing analytically that proves it. And that's why I put that tweet out that blew up. And then everybody started saying he got that dog in him around baseball. I know people say that, but nobody had really said it. Now it's like everybody says that around baseball. And it's funny to me. Uh, But I put out that tweet that's like analytical. It's that bus meme where someone's looking out the window and it's like, One's like analytical nerds and it's like that gray, th- you know, looking out the window all, you know, sad. And then it's like the person all happy. And he's like, he got that dog in him. And he does. He just this got is, that. And I, like, look, I want him on my ana- team. Analytics have sp- have a spot in baseball. Analytics have spots, has a spot in sports, period. There's a reason why I don't read into analytics, though. Because, A, that's not my personality type. I'm not an analytical person. But, B, like you said, analytics what your eyes yeah, they're only see so much. can't tell you, like analytics won't. And and something about Josh Naylor just makes my ding dong go ping pong, baby. Because he plays hard as hell. And if he, someone tweeted, I remember someone said, if it was Josh Naylor in right field, there would have been some people with black eyes. I, well, I do want to, I'm glad that you brought this up, right? Because I, 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 it reminded me of something. The first person out there to grab Oscar Mercado from right field, Josh Naylor. Him. He got that chunky ass moving. Went out there, put his arm around Mercado. And was like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Yep. He got that dog in him. So much heart. Clear <sighs> eyes, full heart, can't lose. You know what movie that's from? Yeah. I don't. I'm sorry. God damn it. What? I got a guess. What, what is it? What's your guess? I actually don't know. Just tell Friday me. Friday Night Lights. I thought that's what I thought it would be just from like context clues. And I couldn't think of it because uh, I was making sure that my son was okay. I was texting Taylor there. Sorry. We're multidimensional people. We're not perfect. <laughs> so game three, Savali versus Garrett Cole. Uh, prior to this game, uh, Cleveland Guardians activated infielder Owen Miller off the COVID injury list and optioned Connor Pilkington back to triple a Columbus. Not a surprise. Um, Sucks because Connor Pilkington, like I said, been doing great. He was going to get sent down anyway soon. Um, you know, once we talked about the roster crunch, we talked about it last yeah. episode. Um, it was going to happen just because he has options and there's people that are going to have to be DFA'd and crap here soon. But great to see Owen Miller back, our extra base king. 
Um, Guardians come into Sunday's game on a revenge tour, looking to avoid the sweep, and hopefully they'll exact vengeance on the scourge of the earth that are Yankees fans. Unfortunately, anything but vengeance is achieved. We get our backs blown out, you know, just Brooklyn style, uh, which is, you know, where you're (laughs) just super dirty. Yeah, super dirty. You got your Tims on. You got your Yankees jersey open, white T-shirt. You're sweating profusely. You're right next. You. The only way it's a Bronx blowout, okay, is that your white T-shirt's lifted up. You look over and you make eye contact with a rat while you're fucking. That's that's <laughs> what we call the Bronx blowout. Sometimes the rat gets in on it, but that's not for us to discuss. Okay, we'll keep it PG thirteen. Teach their own, baby. Yeah. But don't don't mess with rat. Anyway, um, Garrett Cole completely embarrasses us, as do the hitters. Uh, Guardians drop game three, get swept in the weekend series. And I just want to say I have never wanted to win a game more in my entire life. I think the only thing game I've ever wanted to win more was probably game seven of the World Series. And then it's like right <laughs> underneath it. I'm serious. Right underneath it was this one. I was glued all day. I had like that nervous, like crazy, like you know, white people energy where it's like, Ooh, what's going to happen? You know, got my Tostitos chips out with some salsa, you know, just went to home, you know, home goods and everything. Not really. But, uh, I, I, all day I was like, God, I just want to beat their ass. I want miles straw to torch people in Mercado. None of that happened. And it makes me really sad. Um, so, uh, quick box score, Yankees, 10 runs, 13 hits, no errors, Cleveland, two runs on six hits, one error, uh, scoring highlights, bottom of the first, Anthony Rizzo, two-run shot to right field, fifth of the year, Mickey Mouse home run in that crazy short porch, Yankees take an early 2-0 lead, bottom of the second, DJ LeMayhew, RBI double to center, scores IKF, extends the Yankees lead 3 to nothing. bottom of the third, Aaron Hicks flies into a force out, scores Rizzo on an embarrassing play for the Guardians defense. Yankees take a 4-0 lead. Still the bottom of the third. Joey Gallo hits an RBI double to right. Scores Donaldson. Extends the Yankees lead 5-0. Still the bottom of the third. IKF hits a sack fly. Scores Hicks. Yankees now lead at 6-0. Bottom of the sixth. At least it's a different inning now. DJ LeMayhew, two-run home run. His second of the year. Yankees blow it wide open. 8-0 lead. Bottom of the eighth, Tim LaCastro, two-run home run. His first of the year, Yankees continue to pile it on. 10 nothing lead. Top of the ninth, Andres Jimenez, two-run triple. His second triple of the year. Guardians get on the board, but it's nowhere near enough. Uh, we get embarrassed in game three, lose 10-2. to Yankees complete the sweep. And I kind of just want to jump off the uh, Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, uh, game highlights, I'm not fucking talking about them because I'm done with this. Yeah, defense was really bad. Yeah, it was a Miles Straw and, and Ernie Clem- and Andres Jimenez. Straw's ball pulls off. There's like a second drops. Mercado overran a ball. It looked like MLB the show and did like this flying thing where he overran a screamer that he should catch a hundred times out of a hundred. Eh, ninety eight out of a hundred. But it just bad. It it was a game to forget. They they were shook. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, so like Savali's- I said, I'm not talking about it. Yeah, three Savali, three innings pitched, six earned runs, seven hits, one walk, three strikeouts, and takes the L. Tough day for Savali. Uh, he just didn't have it. Command was all over the place, could not find the strike zone, was laboring from start to finish. Defense did not help him either. Like I said, Mercado let a ball sail on him in the bottom of the second. 
you can't rule it an error, but in reality it was. And that cost Savali a run on a hit that would have been an out. In the third, Straw and Jimenez, like I said, let a ball drop that let a run score. Should have been bases loaded with one out and no run. Uh, who knows what happens after that, but Savali couldn't catch a break. Luck aside, Savali continues to struggle. He looked bad out there. He's still trying to find the command, which could be the result of a super short spring training, but he dominated this spring. I mean, he looked like Bieber, like, you yeah. know, prime Bieber, which it's spring training, but it's still, you know, pitchers are comfortable. You're locating, you know, that'll translate. But I hope he finds his way back. I'm not worried yet. I see people saying, all, you know, I'm not worried yet, but another one of these and I'm going to start getting worried. Yeah, uh, but there's more time will tell. Bullpen then has to give you five innings, which is not what you want. I mean, this stuff, this stuff adds up over a season, guys. Like it just tacks on a little bit here, a little bit there. It it really makes a difference. And our bullpen's already, yeah. Uh, so bullpen goes five innings, gives up four earned runs on six hits, two walks, and strikes out six. Um, Sam Henches comes on for the fourth and lasts through the fifth inning and doesn't give up a run. Uh, so he gives you two innings of no run ball. And uh, two hits, three strikeouts. I can't believe I'm saying this. It literally hurts me to say it, but he continues to be effective somehow, some way. His ERA is <laughs> down to one four two. I'm still not buying in yet because uh, we saw plenty of him last year. It's not like he sucked in September. He sucked all year, basically. Um, but it's starting to make me wonder if maybe he's figured something out. I don't know, which is good for us, but... It's hard to believe. Um, Do you trust it? What? Do you trust it? Not yet. That's what I'm saying. I don't trust it yet. Uh, It's just he put in too much of a sample size last year to suddenly just be amazing. Kirk McCarty gets his first major league appearance. um, And, you know, he finishes off the game. So he gives you three innings and he just acts as literally our pinata to save as many people as possible. He was going to stay out there barring basically an injury or going 70 pitches like he he was going to get us over the hump in this game yeah um he gives up four runs on four hits two walks and strikes out three um it just didn't go well unfortunately he gives up two separate two run shots um feel bad for the guy he did get his you know his chance he's been grinding in the minors for years so you, you get to but tough spot tough tough place all right, let's finish this up so we can get on to some other crap. Oh, man. Do I have to? Yeah. Again, uh, an embarrassing showing on offense. Ten strikeouts, three walks. Uh, not good at all. Struck out 31% of the time. Left six runners on base, especially when we only had nine runners. Uh, just atrocious. Um, six hits. One of them, only one extra base hit, which is not how you're going to win games. Um, and it was... Andreas Menez is triple in trash time, so it doesn't even count. Jose got his first hit of the series in it, and it was just a bloop single to right field. Owen Miller had a hit. Uh, Hedges gets another one. Uh, Andy walks. Uh, Jimenez, like I said, uh, he gets that triple, the two-run triple going two for four, getting his OPS up to 9-4-1 on the year. And uh, that's with having trash-ass Ahmed Rosario play over him. Um, Miles Straw kind of gets embarrassed, goes 0 for 4 with uh, two strikeouts in his revenge game. Mercado's revenge game goes the same way with uh, the strikeouts. Just 
I'm done with the Yankees. I don't even want to fucking hear it. Yeah, we needed to get the fuck out of New York in case anybody was wondering. Yep. So, yeah. And then later that game, because Quan got pulled midway through after two at-bats for Ernie Clement, who played left field uh, for the rest of the game. Zach Meisel, you know, we're all like, oh, God. But we learned Stephen Kwan exited today's game with some right hamstring tightness. Um, we've since learned he's day-to-day, and the moves today uh, solidified that he's not going on the IL. He is just day-to-day, so that's good at least. You know, probably just a little shook up and playing hard, uh, crashed into the wall, Yankees fan. I mean, that would shake anybody. So, um, overall... Roller coaster week, ups and downs, sweep the White Sox, amazing, holy crap, and then just, you know, everything that happened on a, a game level and then a human level with Saturday's game, just get us the fuck out of New York yep. and move on. We got to just put this in our rearview mirror. They were clearly shook on Sunday. Um, it, it just, yeah. If we never see him again, it'll be too soon. So anyway, let's talk about uh, let's talk about who's hot. Yeah. And, and get this wrapped up. So uh, who's hot list? We're taking Owen Miller off the who's hot list. Not because he, he cooled off or anything, but he had that short stint on the COVID IL. Um, he only played in Sunday's game, which he got a hit. But we can only keep three people on and we got some people that we want to put on here. So he can get back on pretty easily. It's not like he's he went from like a what what did we have him on last episode? I think he was an eight point two five or something. Yeah, like so that. it's not like I'm comfortable saying it's he's just, down to like he he just didn't play, so it's hard to keep him on. Yeah, he's not off for doing anything wrong. It's just you don't play, so um, that's kind of like an automatic. Jose goes down to a seven five. He's barely on, uh, but because he was a nine going into it, goes six for twenty seven. Uh, with a home run, which was a grand slam, which loved to see five RBIs, one run, two uh, walks. He cooled off, super cooled off in the Yankees series, but had a good White Sox series. Slashing 222 uh, with a 276 OBP, a 370 uh, slugging, and a 646 OPS. Um, like I said, only had the one hit against the Yankees. Uh, he was red hot. Um, but God damn it. I love watching Jose Ramirez play baseball. Yeah. It's one of those things we're going to anybody else. We take him off, but he's on by a thread and I fully expect him to just pop off yeah. against the angels here. So it is what it is. And then, uh, Zach, please sex going up to an 8.5. He was a 7.5 barely had him on. Uh, we, we heard us go over his slash line, um, six and two thirds against the white Sox on Tuesday. And to uh, close up the sweep, gave us uh, what gave up seven hits and only walked one, um, and only gave up one earned run. Like just people, like like we talked about, people are hitting the ball hard off of him. But hey, you're getting the results that we need. He's one for one on the year with a one fifty three ERA, a one point oh eight WHIP, and he's averaging just under six innings a start this year. And hasn't give up more than two earned runs in any start. And just brass balls on this man. And then also uh, Shane Bieber's going on the list. We're putting him on eight. Uh, on Wednesday against the White Sox, he went six innings, four hits, one earned run. No walks and seven strikeouts. He's 1-0 on the year with a 225 ERA, a uh, 16 strikeouts and 16 innings. 
uh, only three walks, and he has a .69 whip, which is fucking crazy. Uh, averaging 5.1 innings a start, and he's still getting stretched out coming off the IL last year um, with a short spring and and just letting it letting it letting it eat. Uh, he allowed three yeah, I mean, runs he's our ace. to start uh, against Cincy, and other than that, he's only allowed one run against the White Sox. Um, and he's our ace, man. It's it's never changing. Yeah, he's the real deal, and uh, he's just. He probably should have been on last time, but I mean, for me, it's the point six nine whip, nice, which isn't yeah. just to be funny. Like, so walks, hits, innings pitched, you know, average every year is like one point two. I think is major league average, maybe a little higher. Anything around one, I mean, you're doing great. Anything under that, you're. I mean, point six nine is like Cy Young, and it's early, but I mean, that is just dominant. You're not letting. You're letting on roughly two thirds of a person every inning, which isn't possible, but just to put that in perspective, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's, that's, a, that's domination. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. and then the who's not list, we're taking Bobby Bradley off just cause I don't give a shit anymore. He could, yeah, he's getting DFA'd. Uh, Anthony Castro Same. is, uh, coming off the list, uh, cause he got put on the COVID IL. So again, if you're not performing, you're not going to be on any either list because there's no sense in keeping us on. Um, this one I'm excited about. Austin Hedges is coming off the list. He was at a three. Uh, last week, he we went four for 12 with a home run, two RBIs, two runs, and a walk. Um, obviously, his stats are still trash because of he went hitless through like the first eight games. Um, but he's like we said, he's looking a lot better, productive at bats. He's he's making contact, and when he does make contact, the ball can fly. And the defense is, mwah. he's made some he he's made some blocks behind the plate that that make me make my make my Italian sausage very hard, <laughs> even though you're Greek. Yeah. Um, Ahmed's going on the list. He's at a 2.5 last seven games. He's four for 23 with, uh, four runs, one RBI, five walks, which uh, you got to give him credit for five walks, but four for 23 suck my ass, uh, and age strikeouts. Uh, he's slashing 174, uh, 321 OBP set 217 slugging and a 538 OPS. Yep. I mean, I just ain't going to do it. Yep. You know, his, I got to give him credit for the OBP. Uh, 321 OBP is solid. So this is like new age baseball, right? If you're not, you know, still get on base, but the 217 slugging, 538 OPS on base only works if you, st- I mean, that it, he's been a non factor striking out And before people come at me saying that I was willing to deal with hedges, striking out all that time and, and his offensive numbers. It's because I'm willing to deal with it because his defense is fucking elite. Ahmed Rosario is a fucking liability on defense, and he's putting up numbers like this. So before you come at me, suck my balls. Yep. Um, and then also Aaron Savali is going on. He's at a two. Only, only gave us three innings against the Yankees. Gave up six runs, seven hits, and a walk. Um, and then on Sunday against San Francisco, he only went four innings, gave us three runs, uh, four hits and a walk. He's yet to go more than four innings in a start this year. 
Um, and he's given up at least two runs in every one of his starts. So just not it. No, he'll figure it out. He's king. Yeah, he's a king, but he'll. It's just not going to do it. And this one surprised me as I was doing the research. Yeah. Uh, Miles Straw's on the list with a three. In his last seven games, he's five for 25 with four runs and RBI, two walks, and no stolen bases, slashing 200 with a 259 OBP, a 200 slugging, and a 459 OPS. So that is not going to do it. Yep. Which, like we talked about, elite defense. He's He's got that dog in him, as Alex likes to say. Um, and if he has a good, if he has a good series, he's going to be quick to come off. He's got a short leash. Yeah. I mean, he got that dog on him, yeah. and, you know, and then why don't you explain this one to me? Because I mean, class, a didn't yeah. have a, a great series against the Yankees, but he had a good series against Chicago. Yeah. I just, you know, he had a rough start to the year, um, which, okay. And then he did have a good, you know, settle down against the White Sox. And then, you know, the Yankees wasn't, you know, he blows that, which it happens sometimes, some crappy calls, that's baseball, and it, it is what it is. I'm just saying, I'm just putting him on the, like, he's in danger. Like, if he has a bad week here, okay, like, he's our closer, he's already got a blown save and a loss. Um, he might have more than that now, but I just, we... It's going to happen, but I need to see him lock back in this week, honestly. I don't, you know, we got to see him lock it back in. All right, we'll wrap up because we are going kind of long here. Um, some quick AL Central standings. Um, so Minnesota's in first place, eight. I think they were in last place at that last episode. <laughs> They've won four in a row. They're yeah. eight and eight. Um, we, the Cleveland, us, are second place, seven and eight. Um, and we've obviously lost three in a row. We're only half a game behind the Twins. White Sox are now third place, uh, six and nine, with a, they're a game and a half back. They've lost seven in a row. Seven in a row. Know your place, trash. Detroit is also tied for four or third, excuse me, game and a half back, um, six and nine. They've lost two in a row. Kansas City's five and nine. They're in last place, two games behind, and they've lost four in a row. So again, know your place, trash. Um, it's I hope we April. start playing better. <laughs> yeah, almost May, yeah. but I hope we start playing better because we need to catch the White Sox slipping and maybe make a little push for the division. Yeah. Not going to hold my breath, but if they, you know, we could just get a couple games up and you know just work towards being five hundred or a couple games above. You've heard us say it last year: if you can get on the playoffs, anything's possible. Yeah. Anything is. I mean, it would just if we make the playoffs whatsoever at all. I mean, it would just be amazing. Yeah. So, um, so we're gonna get into some some Guardians news, uh, and and get into wrapping this up. Uh, on what Monday? Uh, last guard, week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last Monday, the Guardians official account tweeted out, "What a week for Hosey. Uh, signed a long term extension to stay home in Cleveland." Um, and has been named American League Player of the Week. Love that for him. Short, thick king, baby. Um, and then Saturday, Guardians Perspective tweeted out that 21-year-old prospect, uh, right-handed pitcher Daniel Espino, was amazing tonight for Akron, striking out a career-high 14, including 11 consecutive to start the game. What the actual fuck? 11 strikeouts in a row. Fucking insane. Uh, so he goes five innings, uh, three hit ball, two runs, two, both of them were earned. No walks, 14 strikeouts, 11 in a row, which is crazy. 
on 66 pitches and for 49 strikes. Yep. I tweeted out when they said he struck out 11 in a row into 14. I was like, somebody needs to call somebody. I don't know who <laughs> that person is, but I feel like somebody's out there and like should know exactly yeah. the who to call. Like, come on. And uh, Sunday, yesterday, uh, Guardians Protected tweeted out that Cleveland Guardians have option catcher Brian Lavastida and uh, left-hand pitcher Kirk McCarty back to Columbus. Uh, look for catcher Luke Maley to be promoted from Columbus, which he did. And right-hand pitcher Anthony Castro to be taken off the COVID-injured list. Yep. And I got one very quick thing. Um, let's see. Uh, I got one quick thing that I tried to put in here, but I couldn't get into the notes today, right before we started recording, that unsurprisingly, uh, Daniel Espino won the pitcher of the week yeah. for the double-A <laughs> Northeast. You strike out 11 people in the row. If you don't get it, uh, it's a fucking war crime. Yeah. So upcoming series preview to wrap it up, uh, four games versus the Angels, uh, Monday through Thursday. West Coast game's going to start late uh, if you're on the East Coast like most of us are going to be, or, you know, East Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so I might be able to actually catch some of these games. I know. Staying up late. Uh, yeah. Get your coffee ready or get ready to read about it. Make sure you come back next week if you couldn't catch them in person so we can break it down for you. And then we got three games over the weekend against the Athletics. So this is our little West Coast trip. Um, yeah, so angels come in nine and seven and they're six and four in their last 10, which is usually the format we do just to give us an idea of how they've been the last, you know, week and a half, but prior episodes, nobody had played 10 games. So hard to do that. Um, guardians, us obviously coming in seven and eight, four and six in our last 10, uh, coming off another sweep, which is just tough. So, uh, Hey, we play the angels very well. I don't have the stats in front of me, obviously spend more time getting into the, the meat of what actually happened, but we play them very, very well historically. Um, So look for us. This could be a nice little bounce back. Yeah. We get to see Mike Trout play. Yeah. That's why I tweeted this morning. I'm like, we get to watch the best player in the world. And Shohei Otani. So yeah. Who's also top five, like top three. So not going to be too bad. So tonight anomaly. 9.38 9.38 p.m. Eastern, Bieber going against Michael Lorenzen. Uh, he's 1-1 one one with a 4.82 ERA, and Bieber's 1-0 with a 2.25 ERA. Um, nothing better than a slump buster than throwing your ace out there. You're always going to have a chance to win. I would not be surprised if we won this game. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday's game, game two, is another 9.38 start, Eastern time. T-Mac, who's 0-1 with a 2-3-8 ERA, goes against Pablo Sandoval, who's a left-handed pitcher, making his first start of the year. Wednesday, another 9-38 start, man. So uh, it's going to be Zach Plesak. Talked about him 1-1, ERA, hot boy versus Shohei Otani. God, what a so fucking of, game. I know. Who's 1-2 with a 4-4-0 ERA, but the other day he struck out like 14 Astros in six innings. So he can turn it on and get a feel for it. And then Thursday, I'm happy all the pitchers are already announced. Sometimes it doesn't go out that far. 4-0-7 start uh, Eastern time. So awkward time, but not 9-40 at night. Uh, Big Daddy Dick uh, Cal Quantrill, 1-0, 3-9-4 ERA versus, I believe it's Ryan Detmers. He's a left-handed pitcher, 0-1 with a 6-5-7 ERA, so get bent. Uh, Reed Detmers, excuse me. So I got a left-handed pitcher there, which is nice. We we hit him pretty well, it seems. We'll see how Tito constructs the lineups. And then athletics are 9-40 start on Friday. 407 on Saturday, 407 on Sunday. So uh, we don't have anything on them. Listen, real quick thing about the teams. 
Um, well, the Athletics are nine and eight as of Monday, and they're five and five in their last ten. Quick thing about the teams: Angels always got bangers. You got Shohei Otani, you got Mike Trout, Jared Walsh, or um, uh, yeah, Jared Walsh. You got uh, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon. They've always been able to hit. They can't pitch to save their life. Otani's the real deal. They went out and got Noah Syndergaard. You know, Michael Lorenzen's. I saw one of his starts the other day, just when I was up with Everett. Dude had a great start, then he had a not-so-good start. It's in there. Also, he's ripped as hell. I want everyone to pay attention. Michael Lorenzen, watch the game tonight. Dude is jacked. Love that. Like, I mean, he's going to rip out of his jersey. Um, They got Racel Iglesias, incredible closer. They locked him up. Um, And then you got Aaron Loop out of the bullpen. They got some arms. So this team, if it plays what it can, it's got a little bit of pitching. It's a little flip-flop, but... They're going to win some games. They could they could push and surprise some people. If they yeah. made the playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me. Athletics, dumpster fire. It's amazing they're 9-8, and eight and they're playing out of their mind because they blew it up in the offseason. They literally got rid of everybody except for Sean Murphy and Lou Trevino, who is their um, closer. Sean Murphy's their catcher. I've said it time and time again. We need to trade for Sean Murphy, blow up whatever you got to, except for Espino and Valera to get him four years of control of a league average OPS and same amount of defensive runs saved as Hedges last year. So uh, he he would be part of the future. He'd be here four years, three years if we got him next year. Um, and Lou Trevino is really their only other guy. Uh, Ramon Laureano, who's serving a suspension. He's their center fielder, one of the best arms in all of baseball, usually leads all of baseball in outfield assists. Um, and think, he would also... Do you think Sean Murphy depth. starts uh, over Hedges? Oh, yeah. It wouldn't even be a question, dude. He literally puts up the same amount of defensive runs saved, but right now I think he has like an 850 OPS. So, yeah, he he starts over Austin Hedges. You'd bring Hedges in as a defensive uh, replacement late in games. But again... He put up 10 defensive runs saved, which is how much Hedges put on last year. So um, you can have both. I mean, had, I mean, imagine if Hedges could literally smack a league average a little bit better. I mean, you take that. He has a poor, he's got, he's a low average guy, but great on base and he slugs. He'll hit you 20 home runs. Yeah. I mean, that's, you can literally have it all. So uh, it's amazing what the athletics are doing. We usually play like shit in the Coliseum, um, which is also a shithole coincidentally. Yeah. But um Athletics are nine and eight. It's better record than either, you know, better record than us. But you know, all think all good things will We've come to an end. We've also played some really good teams. Yeah, we yes and no, but yeah, you're right, and it all come down to earth. We need to win. So expectations, just as we wrap up. I mean, we're obviously already here. Angels, um, you know, three of four. Hopefully, at least split. It's a team we play really well, um, and then the athletics. You should really sweep. I know that's a big tell. Take two of three. So come yeah. out of this a game above 500, you know, against a team, you know, an Angels team that's pretty good and you just get back on track, man. Let's get some guys heated back up. Let's get Jose warmed up. Yeah, baby. Let's go. So Um, but yeah, you got anything else 2 hours and 10 minutes later? Nah, man. Uh I'm ready to watch some more baseball tonight. You guys now that since I've been haven't been able to really watch games cuz I've been on nights, now you guys get to not watch game cuz they're on at my time. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> no words of Michael Scott. 
All right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for rocking with us. Seriously, the support's crazy. Uh, If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, turn on automatic downloads wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. We talked about our friend John. We we did an off-season episode with him. He's a Yankees fan because he was born into it. It's not his fault. You know, uh, he has automatic downloads on. And I think now more than ever, it makes sense to say if a Yankees fan has automatic downloads on, (laughs) what the hell are you doing if you don't? Um, you know, turn them on so you never miss an episode. Please consider leaving a review. We had a couple of people leave them. We appreciate it so much. It really helps make sure that it gets traction. More people can listen to the show. It takes four seconds to tap the stars. You don't even have to type anything out. I think four seconds is even conservative. It should take about two. Um, let's us know you're enjoying stuff. So please consider that. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at 216 Baseball Pod. That's half the show. Literally tweet crate basically yeah. all throughout the day every game everything that's half the fun um appreciate everybody's support and interaction there and uh every once in a while paul mess around on tiktok at 216 baseball pod see some fun stuff there and we're gonna be back next monday to give you a breakdown of the angels and athletics series and see if i talked out of my ass or um if things go as we hope they plan um and hopefully they do so thanks so much and guards, guards up, baby. up baby let's go